Live across the Great Lakes state, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. They are not going to give back those seven points without a struggle, they being the Michigan State Jolly Green Giants. Believe me, they have seven big ones from the Athens of the West, and you just don't do that to the Harvard of the Midwest. That's the University of Michigan, and Michigan State wants to cherish those seven points. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. It's the Friday before the Michigan-Michigan State game. Tuck Cummins versus Khaki Man. (laughs) Jim Harbaugh and Mel Tucker, the coach of those squads. And you have to wait all the way till Saturday night at 7.30 in Ann Arbor in order to do that. And uh, some news out of Ann Arbor. Uh, You know, we have all these traditions and so forth and so on, but Ulrich's is closing. Tony, you go to Ann Arbor a lot. You probably heard this. Ulrich's Bookstore has been there 88 years. Textbooks, office supplies, you know, gear and all that sort of thing. Closing down. You know what, MPS? I've been to Ann Arbor a ton, but I have never stepped into a bookstore in my life, unfortunately. That explains your academic background (laughs) there. Thank you very much. Uh, The president and vice president are going to be in Philadelphia Day campaigning for John Fetterman. It's a joint appearance. It's very rare for the president and vice president to appear together like that. But after that debate with Dr. Oz the other night, they're trying to give Fetterman, the Democrat, some help to get a U.S. Senate seat. Here in Michigan, the former president, Barack Obama, will be here in Detroit. On Saturday, Bernie Sanders will be in Ann Arbor on Saturday. Tulsi Gabbard will be with Tudor Dixon uh, in uh, the Farmington area, if I'm not mistaken, as we're getting closer and closer to the election. Michigan reelects its governors 78% of the time, according to data compiled by MERS News. That's MIRSnews.com. By the way, in Proposal 2, this is the... Uh, proposal having to do with showing ID while voting and so forth. Uh, The former director of elections, Chris Thomas, said that that language wouldn't make voter identification optional. And that's one of the reasons they say to vote no for it. Thomas is the director of elections for 36 years. And right now you're supposed to show ID. And then if you can't show ID, you just pinky swear and sign a little paper that says, I am who I am, and that's all that I am, and I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. And you sign on the dotted line, and they say, okay. And they snap their fingers three times, and they consider that a deal. Uh, Here's a deal for you. The amount of money, $800 million at stake in the Michigan Powerball Lottery. That's Saturday night, right up 10.59 p.m. Second set of numbers for the double play you can play, and those drawings are Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. We had something like 36 in a row now without a winner. 800 million Saturday night. Right about the end of the Michigan-Michigan State football game is when that drawing will take place. President Biden is saying student loan forgiveness checks are going to go out in the next two weeks, even though there's been a federal appeals court involved and so forth. You're going to get checks. He says you're going to win the case. And so if uh, you're waiting on that money, could be coming pretty soon. Janet Yellen is the Treasury Secretary. She says she doesn't see any signs of a recession coming. 
And uh, right now, uh, interest rates on the 30-year fixed, higher than 7%. Uh, That's more than double what it was this time last year, and it has brought housing and selling and buying of homes to a screeching halt. Mortgage rates are up. Curiously, in the middle of all this, a new poll says Americans are expected to spend more money during the holiday season coming up. Gallup says $932 on Christmas gifts. That's $100 more than last year. And uh, the high inflation has driven up the cost of all those everyday items. Elon Musk is now the official owner of Twitter, the guy from SpaceX and Tesla. $44 billion is what he spent. He says he's going to try to help humanity by giving everyone a common digital town square, like the old billboard at the grocery store where you'd tap up something that said you were having a garage sale or you were selling your car or whatever it might be. And people are saying he's going to loosen all the restrictions and, oh, my God, he might let Donald Trump tweet again. He's a great guy. We'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, Also, what else did I have for you? here? Oh, John Galuz, Union Financial Group, LLC.com in Grand Rapids is on our AT&T line right now. Good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, Jim Cramer, you ever watch his show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Mad Money, I think it's called, and it's on CNBC. And uh, apparently he was big on Meta, and he was uh, telling people to buy it, and it didn't go so well. Here's Jim Cramer. Cash flow last year, $9.5 billion, now less than $1 billion. Okay, let me say this about this. I made a mistake here. I was wrong. I trusted this management team. That was ill-advised. Hubris here is extraordinary. I apologize. How about that, John Galuz? He sounds almost emotional about it. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're telling people to buy Meta. Meta's down over $600 billion this year in value. Zuckerberg's net worth has dropped from $118 billion to $37 billion, which makes me wonder how uh, how that $400 million, uh, $400 million he spent on the Biden campaign is working out for him. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it closed at $97.94 yesterday. A couple of days ago, it was at 140 I mean, it is just a bloodbath over there. They got a drop in advertising, earnings mess. Uh, the focus on Metaverse is not going well. It's uh, I'm not telling anybody to buy or not buy, but I'm, I'm just, it's a bloodbath over there. How was the general stock market yesterday? Uh, yesterday, the Dow was up 194 points, closed at 32,033. The S&P 500 was down 23 points, to close at 3,807. The NASDAQ was down 178 points, closed at 10,792. Uh, the Dow was down about 35 in pre-market. S&P futures down about 23. NASDAQ's down about 118. Uh, oil's at 88.08 a barrel. Gold's at 16.52 an ounce. Uh, one other thing to mention is uh, Amazon got hammered this morning on pre-market. They dropped about 4% yesterday, and then pre-market they're down about 13%. Uh, they're very concerned. They issued a warning about holiday sales. Who do you like in the Michigan-Michigan State game? Uh, I always pull for green, but we'll see. Okay. You're not advising us to bet either way on that one either, are you? <laughs> That's an impossible one. To, I mean, that can go e- any, regardless of wh- what team's doing what, that can go either way. Those teams hate each other. Rivalries are funny that way as they play for the Paul Bunyan Trophy. He's John Galuz, 
Union Financial Group, LLC.com. And at Meyer, you get more of the things you want most, more local produce, more home decor, more free prescriptions. More importantly, you get them all for less at Meyer. Why would you pay more? Uh, 40% of Americans don't have $500 in their emergency fund. And you don't realize maybe that you can use the equity in your home. Put yourself in a better financial situation. Cash Out Refinance from Hall Financial can help relieve financial stress and keep you and your family prepared for the future. So if you want to purchase a new home, refinance the current home, call Hall Financial, 866-CALL-HALL, or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. It's a Firekeepers Casino Friday on the radio stage here through the AT&T microphones. see tomorrow but we can hear it tomorrow sounds like hydrogen being added to natural gas to make it more sustainable it sounds like solar panels generating thousands of megawatts and it sounds like carbon being captured and stored keeping it out of our atmosphere we've been bridging to a sustainable energy future for more than 20 years because what we do today helps ensure tomorrow is on enbridge life takes energy Traverse City is more than a place, it's a destination. And for many, it's a dream, but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day. Just a car ride away. Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. Visit TraverseCity.com to learn more on our Fab Fall Getaways. Blaze a trail to big prizes at Firekeepers. It's the 170,000 Ram and Can-Am giveaway on Saturday, October 29th. You could win a Can-Am side-by-side, a Ram Tradesman, a Ram Bighorn, and more. Earn entries daily and join us on October 29th. At 2 p.m., we're giving away a Can-Am side-by-side and trailer. At 4 p.m., two players each win 5,000 in red-hot credits. At 6 p.m., one winner will rev up a 2022 Ram Tradesman. And at 8 p.m., two players each win 10,000 in red-hot credits. Then at 10 p.m., it's a grand prize drawing for a brand-new Ram Bighorn plus a Can-Am side-by-side and trailer. Don't miss the Ram and Can-Am giveaway on October 29th. The best giveaways, the biggest guaranteed prizes, only at Firekeepers. Get your Vegas on at Firekeepers Casino Hotel, I-94 to exit 104 in Battle Creek. Management reserves all rights. Selena Gomez had to cancel Wednesday's Tonight Show appearance after testing positive for COVID. She said she's resting and feeling okay, but added it should be a friendly reminder to get updated on boosters, and she was actually scheduled to get hers this week. Gomez was scheduled to promote her upcoming Apple TV Plus documentary, Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me. COVID is also causing Drake to postpone his newly announced album. He's collaborating with rapper 21 Savage on his second project of 2022 titled Her Loss. It was set to air tomorrow, but his longtime producer has contracted the disease and needs time to rest. The new release date is the following Friday, November 4th. And the 
band formerly known as Kanye West returned to Instagram last night after he was suspended earlier this month when he accused Diddy of being controlled by Jewish people. The rapper turned fashion designer, who now goes by Ye, has been dropped by several apparel and shoe companies over his anti-Semitic social media posts and comments and interviews. His first Instagram post yesterday addressed his business with Adidas and Gap, which both cut ties with him this week. He shared a screenshot of himself supposedly talking about both companies with someone named Quinn Emanuel. The text read in part, as to Adidas, you can start to make new designs for footwear, apparel, and accessories immediately. As to Gap, the non-compete expires December 15th. That's Entertainment, Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins coming to Detroit, Ford Field on Sunday to play the Detroit Lions. Dolphins are 4-3 and three after beating Pittsburgh on national television Sunday night. Tua is back. And uh, Tony Cuthbert in the orchestra. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you. My brother Robert Shields thinks if I wear this get up to Detroit someday, I'm going to get beaten up. Oh, come on. It's a dolphin jumper, aquamarine, you know, orange collar underneath. Let's the whole fa- nine yards. Let's face it, the Detroit diehards that are at every single game, regardless of how good they are, they are used to opposing fan bases taking over the venue. So you'll be fine. Uh, the uh, coach of the Lions, Dan Campbell, was one time the interim coach of the Dolphins, and he went 5-7 and seven there. And uh, he's uh, worse than that here, it seems. Tua Tungavaloa says that the Lions defense does a lot to try to confuse quarterbacks really well-coached team, and I'm speaking defensively. Like They play really hard. They're well-coached. They run a variety of things that can confuse quarterbacks. So we'll we'll have to be prepared uh, going up against these guys. Mike McDaniel is the coach of the Dolphins. I think he's being kind when he says the Lions have a dangerous offense. All I see is a, a team that makes a lot of plays on offense. They have made some mistakes, but they are one game away from being as good on offense production-wise as anybody. Meanwhile, Lions coach Dan Campbell says Detroit's up to a challenge and they're going to have a fast Miami offense. Two gets rid of the ball very fast. That helps him get rid of it fast. you got speed and you're already motioning with tempo into your routes. So it, it, it's a challenge, but I, I like what we have up. Our guys are, you know, they're excited about the challenge. Now the Lions quarterback, Jared Goff, who played in the Super Bowl for the Rams, said he's been impressed by the Dolphins' secondary. I know they're a little banged up right now, but obviously Xavier Howard's as good as he gets in this league and being aware of him. And, yeah, all those guys can play, man. I think, you know, they got some young young players, but they can fly around and a lot of energy. You see that on film and are, are constantly looking for the ball. So here come the Dolphins on Sunday after that late Michigan-Michigan State game. Tony Cuthbert, some history on the Dolphins coming into Detroit. So the last time that the Dolphins won in the city of Detroit was at Ford Field in 2006, Thanksgiving Day. It was actually the first Lions game I ever went to. And you look at some of the facts behind this game. The Dolphins, their head coach at the time, Nick Saban, former Michigan State and now legend (laughs) at Alabama. The starting quarterback for the Dolphins in that game. Former Lions first-round draft pick Joey Harrington coming into town and leading the Dolphins to victory. But the Lions, they got up 10 to nothing early in this game, and the first pass was caught. Well, the pass was thrown by John Kitna, and it was caught for a touchdown by Dan Campbell. 
the new head coach of the Detroit Lions. <laughs> you gotta be kidding. <laughs> you couldn't make that up. Fantastic stuff. By the way, speaking of the Wolverines, Hugh Jackman, who plays the Wolverine, he says that Ryan Reynolds pleaded with him daily to reprise his role as Wolverine, and they're going to have it happen in Deadpool 3. That's going to come out November 2024, so the Wolverine will be back. It's no necessarily related to the Michigan Wolverines, but it's in the news today. Also, the Hollywood sign, which I'll see next week, is gleaming brightly again. They put 400 gallons of new paint on those old letters up there to spruce up the icon, and they had to climb up the rocky terrain. It's pretty steep there, too, to get to those letters. They're 45 feet high, and they're 100 years old. And uh, I had the chance to climb up there. You don't have to climb necessarily. It's just a big, long trail. And I think it was a nine-mile round trip last year to get up. to. You can go behind the letters, not quite in front of them, but you get a decent view. And from that side, you can see both sides into the valley, all the way down to Burbank and Disney and downtown L.A. and the the observatory and all the rest of it. So it's a fun thing to do, and it makes me want to tell you, too, if you're interested in something else that might be a cool challenge in addition to climbing to the Hollywood sign, the Marquette Greenway Trail Project. Have you heard about this? 58 miles long. It's a bike trail. And it's going to go along the lake all the way from New Buffalo to downtown Chicago. And they're spending uh, $17 million to be able to do that. So you could walk if you wanted, or you could take a bike. It's non-motorized. All along the shore of Lake Michigan. You take the train. Take your own bicycle if you want to. Ken Dallafor played for the Lions, and he'll be watching the Dolphins game on Sunday as well. He's on our AT&T line right now. Honolulu Blue versus Aquamarine. Ken, what do you think? Oh, my. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fun game. I know you're in the Aqua. You're the Aqua. I know you're taking. I'd love to see the Lions get their season back on track. win would uh, certainly help uh, make it entertaining. And no, I didn't play in the 2006 game, but what a list of people that did that you went through. It was pretty fascinating. Yeah. Hey, by the way, what did you think of uh, the uh, Lions owner this week saying that uh, she knows everybody's frustrated and she's frustrated too, but she believes in the process and she had to take the team down to nothing to rebuild the whole thing all over again? Well, I, I think, I'm, one, I'm glad she spoke. I think the public fans and the team and the uh, coaches and everybody needs to hear the owner speak. I, I thought she made it, it was made a good message. She she said she was frustrated just like the rest of us and appreciated the frustration, but uh, thought the process was uh, going to be what it you know what it should be and let it play out. So I, I'm glad she spoke up and uh, uh, what else could she have said? It is what it is right now and the process uh, will hopefully uh, bear fruit that she hoped it would. You're a very successful businessman. Wouldn't that be kind of frustrating, though, if you were a season ticket holder to hear that, you know, they knew they were going to take the team down to nothing and rebuild it again? And then she says, we've got young players who make mistakes. I, I, at the NFL level, can you really say that? Um, well, one, I am a season ticket holder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I understand I, I understand um, where they were and what they had to do. And I don't think she's making an excuse. She said it's not an excuse it's um, it's, a, it's just a, a reality. They are young. They're going to make some mistakes. Um, but mo- most NFL teams could say that same statement. Mm-hmm. Um, the rebuild, the tear down and rebuild that she stated, uh, just uh, it takes time. And, and that's the long and the short of it. And it's not where they want to be right now. 
So, I'd like to uh, yeah, you could be frustrating. Exactly what was there to tear down to begin with. That's what I would like to know. <laughs> Not to be too negative. Uh, but I know when you were a professional football player, you couldn't make mistakes because your job was on the line. And so we got to give it to these players and see what happens Sunday. I hope to see you there in downtown Detroit. I'll be in Aquamarine in Orange, and you'll be in Honolulu Blue and Silver at the D. A new sleep study says adults 50 and up risk developing multiple chronic diseases if they don't get enough sleep. That's according to a long-term British study of 8,000 people. The diseases tracked include heart disease, Parkinson's, chronic kidney disease, and dementia. The study showed that people who got Five hours or less of sleep at night had a 30% higher risk of chronic diseases than those who got seven hours or more. While binge drinking in Iowa remains higher than in other states, according to the October report from the Iowa Governor's Office, America's Health Rankings report that Iowa is ranked second for excessive drinking after Wisconsin. North Dakota is third. The report also says that on average, Midwesterners drink more than people in other parts of the country. Minnesota and Nebraska also suffer from high rates of excessive drinking. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Former Governor John Engler. Conventional wisdom, although we haven't really heard much about it, is that you have been prepping Tudor Dixon for these debates. Is that true? Well, not really. I mean, she's, I've helped a little bit, but obviously some historic experience and familiarity with a lot of the different Michigan issues. But Tudor Dixon is very much a quick study and has impressed me. She is a superb candidate. Former Governor John Engler, Ronna Romney McDaniel's been making the rounds, too, on the talk shows, I hear. David Hall comes with us. You heard me just a few minutes ago saying that uh, you could have a cash-out refinance to put more money in your emergency fund or do whatever you want with it. There's growing credit card debt in America, and I asked David Hall how. At 866-CALL-HALL or callhallfirst.com. Can people help themselves? For people that locked in a really low rate over the last year or two, uh, kudos to them. And uh, and what a great move to, you know, create savings for their family. But there's other needs that exist now. And so one of the things that we've rolled out is a home equity line of credit for folks that are interested in maybe keeping their mortgage rate on their first mortgage, you know, very low but maybe accessing some cash to pay off high-interest credit cards or to prepare for the holidays or other financial needs because, you know, the cost of their home is still, uh, or the the value of their home, rather, is Mm -hmm. still very high, and a lot of folks have an ability to tap into that equity with a line of credit. And uh, those have certainly been very popular recently, and uh, a lot of folks are still purchasing homes as well, which I want to get into, but... Uh, your credit card debt just has to be managed and a line of credit can make a lot of sense in this market. David Hall, and you can get into all of that at 866-CALL-HALL, callhallfirst.com. More jobs, higher personal income, and a healthy economy, the focus of business leaders for Michigan. The organization is made up of the heads of Michigan's largest companies and universities, and you can learn more at businessleadersformichigan.com. Did you turn the heat on this week? Change is big. It's solar panels and batteries powering every Michigan business. That smart thermostat you might have, get one in your home. Consumers Energy is making it happen. And if you haven't heard, they're working hard to ensure Michiganders have access to sustainable, reliable, affordable energy. Learn more at consumersenergy.com slash clean energy. 
Firekeepers Casino Friday. Michael Patrick Shields through the AT&T microphones. You can get us all weekend long podcasting and streaming audio at mibigshow.com on Michigan, Michigan State Weekend. Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Russian President Vladimir Putin is facing growing pressure at home over Ukraine, but remaining defiant. NBC's Cal Perry reports from Ukraine on Putin's latest speech in Moscow. Vladimir Putin blaming his invasion on the West, saying they wanted this conflict. One day after overseeing Russian nuclear drills, now Putin saying he has no intention of using nuclear weapons. Putin was also asked about the plan for the war and said Ukrainian resistance has proven Russia was right in its invasion. He also went after Western nations, saying there are at least two Wests. Putin said one has traditional values and Russia is close to that, but the other is aggressive and cosmopolitan. After the speech, President Biden said if Putin has no intention of using nuclear weapons, why does he keep talking about it? President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will make a rare appearance together today to help Pennsylvania Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman. Biden and Harris will both be in Philadelphia to help Fetterman after a rough outing in his debate Tuesday night with Republican candidate Mehmet Oz. Fetterman is reiterating he's fit to serve in the U.S. Senate despite suffering a stroke earlier this year. Yeah, all of our doctors believe that we are absolutely ready to be fit to, to be serving. And, and uh, one of the things we always remind everybody is that by January, I would be much much better, but Oz will still be a fraud. Fetterman made the comments on MSNBC Thursday. The House Select Committee investigating last year's Capitol riot is planning to interview several key Secret Service officials. Details from Mark Mayfield. That's according to multiple reports. About a half a dozen current and former agents could testify in the coming weeks. It comes as the committee is said to be wrapping up its review of more than a million pages of Secret Service documents. Those were subpoenaed by the panel after it became known that the federal agency deleted text messages from January the 6th. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. He didn't waste any time. After having been Twitter's new owner for about an hour, Elon Musk fired several top executives. The billionaire has previously said he plans to cut around 75% of the company's staff after taking ownership, and it seemed he spared no time in doing so. The same night that he acquired the company, Musk fired the CEO and CFO, along with other top executives. He told reporters he's buying Twitter to try and help humanity by giving everyone a common digital town square. Musk has faced criticism for saying he would unban former President Trump's account and would loosen restrictions on what's allowed on the site. And California's first-in-the-nation earthquake warning app alerted West Coast users before this week's quake actually hit. Over 2 million Californians received a notification before the shaking started with the 5.1-magnitude quake on Tuesday. Governor Newsom says advanced alerts from the MyShake app provided up to 19 seconds for Californians to take protective action during the earthquake. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. heard in the background Michigan Supreme Court Justice David Viviano singing and putting his fist in the air to the victors. We'll talk with him in just a moment. 
the Wolverine, and it's a late game Saturday, Michigan versus Michigan State in Ann Arbor. Um, want to bring you up to date on a couple of uh, news items, and uh, it's unpleasant and uh, difficult to talk about, but uh, a preliminary hearing yesterday in Grand Rapids where we heard on WTKG for police officer Christopher Schur was held, and it'll continue today. A judge is deciding, is there enough evidence to send Schur to trial? What did he do? He shot and killed Patrick Leoya in April during a traffic stop. You probably heard about it. You probably even saw the video. Very difficult to watch of the body cam. But they had some witnesses. Uh, he pulled over the car, and Leoya ran and resisted, and he keeps yelling, stop resisting, and he ends up shooting him in the back of the head when the taser gets loose. A witness who lived on the street testified yesterday. He said that the officer had the upper hand in the fight, was trying to stop it from escalating, but then made the wrong decision and pulled his gun and shot. And this fellow, Wayne Butler, the witness, is the MERS News quote of the day for this thing that he said. He said, Patrick, this is the the perpetrator was always in motion of getting away like a runaway slave. Now, why would he say that? And then afterward he said, I don't mean it like that. He was just trying to get away from what I saw. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so there's that. I just don't understand why he would say that. Uh, meanwhile, also in Grand Rapids, how about this? A guilty plea submitted by a man to criminal sexual conduct. He was looking at child pornography while he was in the Kent County Jail. And uh, the details are too awful to share with you here. You don't want to hear this. But anyway, obviously it's dreadful sickness if you're already in jail and you can't stop yourself from doing that. He faces life in prison in the case that he's already in. Six people from Benton Harbor were heard on WSJM charged in federal court. They got a million dollars in COVID relief, only they didn't have it coming to them. They submitted falsified and fraudulent claims and certifications for those benefits in the names of 61 different people from all over the Midwest. And the law caught up with them. Uh, The U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C. charging a Michigan brother and sister with the January 6th insurrection 67 years old and 71 years old. Uh, Four charges. They could get 10 years in prison. And uh, we'll talk with Congressman Fred Upton a little bit later about this. He was in St. Joseph. Uh, With the Army Corps of Engineers, they were looking at uh, the closed St. Joseph Harbor because of the shoaling conditions. See, when you're a member of Congress, you got to learn it all. Sand and silt made a sandbar, and then freighters couldn't get in and out of the harbor, so he went over there to have a look at it. In terms of Pure Michigan, the nonprofit Nature Conservancy, 31,000 acres to the good there in the Keweenaw Peninsula. They'll be preserved forever, and uh, it took $27 million to do it. They're going to call it the Keweenaw Heartlands. So there's some happy news on this Firekeepers Casino Friday through the AT&T microphones. An art prize, new owners, and maybe a new format in Grand Rapids. That's a very big deal. An art prize has been evolving. And uh, Mr. DeVos there, Rick, says it ought to evolve, and it will. So we'll see. Now, I mentioned earlier to you, uh, we get pleasure to speak to Michigan Supreme Court Justice David Viviano. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the Airwaves. 
Good morning, Michael Patrick. Thank you for having me on again. I was interested, you know, in this rough political season. In fact, I just noticed there's a, an attack ad against Justice Zara having to do with Proposal 3. So it gets a little dirty when you're running for re-election and so forth. But you are on the same page, if I understand it correctly, with Michigan Supreme Court Justice Richard Bernstein having to do with the idea of in-person hearings versus Zoom hearings. Is that true? It is true, and actually Justice Zara agrees with us. We have, unfortunately, we're on the the wrong end of a four-to-three vote on this issue on our court. Uh, But interestingly, the three of us who have the most trial experience all, I think, feel it the most intensely, uh, the loss of not having in-person court. Uh, He says, so again, you know, it's interesting for people to know that you are nominated by a party, but once you're on the ballot, it is in the nonpartisan section of the ballot. So people might say, well, the court is liberal or the court is conservative or Bernstein was nominated by the Democrats and Viviana by the Republican. Throw that all aside. This has to do with the fact that when it's your day in court and it's important to you, whether it's civil or criminal or whatever it is, you don't think people should do that on Zoom. Yeah, well, I don't think that important hearings should be mm-hmm. held on Zoom. I think routine hearings could be held on Zoom. But I think anytime something important is happening happening in court in a criminal or a civil case, that people deserve to have their cases heard by a judge who's in the courtroom. Our judges are no longer required to hear cases from the courthouse. Uh, and all the participants should be there paying attention and fully engaged in their matter, including, by the way, their own lawyer. What we have now are lawyers who Zoom into court and they handle several different hearings the same morning, and so their attention is badly divided. And on occasion, uh, a party's lawyer will try to zoom in from their car. And uh, if you talk to our trial judges, it does not work very well at scale in large volumes. And our large-volume courts, as you may have seen recently in the Detroit News, are uh, struggling, uh, uh, mightily struggling. We, you know, we could go back before the virtual court's order that this court issued in August of 2022 to the to the fact that um, the lockdowns uh, that we did of our courts, I think, was a big mistake. Initially, uh, like in the schools, it was understandable. Uh, but over time, it became clear that we were keeping courts closed that could be open and functioning. And one way to show that is that courts in Michigan were open and functioning. The federal courts in the Western District of Michigan never closed and continued to conduct jury trials throughout the pandemic. So uh, we overreacted, and now we're dealing with the consequences. Justice Bernstein said the state's in a state of crisis because there's a big backlog on court dockets. Wouldn't it seem like Zoom would be able to speed that up or, or no? Well, there's a couple of things. Zoom can help, I think, with, again, you know, scheduling hearings and so forth. Mm-hmm. But the, the research shows that it actually takes longer for courts to conduct Zoom hearings okay. than to conduct regular hearings. And there are certain types of, of, of uh, court hearings, things like jury trials and preliminary examinations, that have to be conducted uh, in person. So when you close the courthouse doors and send everybody home, you end up with what we have now in Wayne County and some of our other large counties. Uh, I'm glad to say not Macomb County because Macomb County fought back and kept their doors open and kept conducting jury trials. My then 86-year-old father was a visiting judge conducting jury trials, all the while we were being told it wasn't safe uh, to do so in our state. And so, um, you know, so it does, it can help in some ways and some types of hearings, but when the default becomes virtual and then courts are forced to run on two separate systems, and then think of trying to run a hearing where some people are in person and some people are not, um, it's just very inefficient. And 
Again, you all you have to do is read the newspaper to see that people are waiting in jail for up to five or six years to have their oh. trial. I mean, is this America or is this communist China or Russia, the gulag? What, what, what kind of a system are we running? Where will you watch the Michigan-Michigan State game? Well, it's yet to be seen. I'm very excited about it. You had me smiling at the open of your show, playing a fight song, and then you got into some very serious and, and sad uh, news. And that's the life's pattern, isn't it, Justice David Have Viviano? Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Now is the perfect time. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now at DeanJobs.com and start your paid training. Head to DeanJobs.com. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Starting October 26th, say hello to Avello with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at aveloair.com. That's A-V-E-L-O-Air.com. And fly Lansing. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more. Giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris are going to be in Philadelphia today, making a rare joint appearance to campaign for Pennsylvania Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman. Richmond, Virginia can take down the last remaining Confederate statue in the former capital of the Confederacy. Trey Thomas reports. The statue of Confederate General A.P. Hill sits in the middle of an intersection next to an elementary school. The city has wanted to move the statue to its Black History Museum, but Hill's family argued that the city couldn't move the statue because it stands near his grave, making it a burial site. Tuesday, a circuit court judge agreed the statue is a war memorial and under the city's jurisdiction. I'm Trey Thomas. And Dolly Parton says she's done with touring. She cited her age and husband as the reason why. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Yes, sir, Michigan with fire in their eyes and revenge in their hearts. They've been waiting 12 long months to get back at these jolly green giants for that humiliating 24-15 loss 
that Michigan suffered at the hands of Michigan State last October down in Ann Arbor, and then adding insult to injury. The head Spartan himself, the head honcho, had the audacity, the unmitigated gall, to say there really were arrogant asses in Ann Arbor. Oh, that's been a bitter pill to swallow for the Wolverines. They want state today. They need state today. And believe you me, the Wolverines intend to have a piece of Michigan State here this afternoon. The late Bob Ufer's voice lives on throughout the campus in Ann Arbor, all the way from the Pioneer High School parking through the golf course and the Victor's lot. And all around at the tailgates, which will go all day Saturday, from what I hear. A couple of friends invited me to spend the day, yeah, having a pop or two over there. Hang in there and be dark and midnight probably by the time you're out of there and with the traffic and all the rest of it. It's Michael Patrick Shields. Uh, Justice David Viviano, Michigan Supreme Court, was with us just a minute ago, and he had a chance to chat with Tony Cuthbert and the orchestra off the air when he was saying goodbye. He gave a little travel tip, huh? He sure did. He said he was at Bandon Dunes, a golf course. I don't even know where it's at. Is it on the West Oregon. Coast? Okay, well, it shows you my knowledge on it's that. It's a big deal. Okay. Tom Doak designed the most famous course there, Pacific Dunes, and Tom Doak is from Traverse City. Okay, gotcha. So mm-hmm. he was there a few weeks ago with his friends, and he oh. said he was standing on one of the tee boxes, and he thought of you because you talk about and write about golf all the time. Wow. Wow. How would I even enter that guy's mind? <laughs> Michigan Supreme Court Justice out there at Bandon well, I'm flattered, first, that he even knew about that, and second, that he thought of me. Anytime somebody thinks of you, you're alive, and uh, that goes for people who have left us. Uh, they're alive when we cherish their spirit, and we bring them back, and they're, they're never gone. It's easy for me to say. We've all lost people, but Juliana Powell had the hardest thing of all, and she lost her son, and she's back with us, Alex, uh, on uh, this airwave radio stations across the state of Michigan. Thank you for being with us, and welcome back. Oh, thank you for having me. Is Alex's great state race underway today? It is underway. In fact, I'm in a, in a vehicle here in Stockbridge waiting, waiting for them to cross at any time. So it is underway. We started um, about 2 o'clock this morning from Spartan Stadium. You start at the Sparty statue. It's 66 miles. You're going all the way to State Street in Ann Arbor there, Angel Hall. And it's a sort of a relay, isn't it? It is pretty, somewhat of a relay. Some of our uh, cadets will tend to run uh, much longer than a re- relay, oh. but they're also very young athletes. So they'll put in 10, sometimes 15 miles. Um, but still rotate every five miles typically. Army ROTC cadets, and it's both universities in the tradition, right? Even though they're going to battle it out on the field, they're side-by-side in the name of Alex. They are side-by-side in the name of Alex, and and I'm so thankful for that. Just bringing awareness to two great institutions the day before uh, the big race. A different type of rivalry is is kind of happening right now, where we're coming together to bring awareness to uh, the RCPD and the SAAS at um, University of Michigan. Resource Center for Persons with Disabilities, University of Michigan Student Accessibility and Accommodation Services, donations, Alex's great state race. Uh, He left us in 2011. Will you tell us Alex's story? Um, Alex uh, was diagnosed with cancer his senior year of high school, and his dream was to be a Spartan, and he was a Spartan for a short period of time, but that was 
only made possible by the Resource Center for Persons with Disabilities on campus at um, Michigan State University. And I'm so grateful for them because they helped him attain a, a goal and a dream of his to become a Spartan. And without their assistance, I don't know how that would have been possible. They aided him with getting to and from class, um, to and from work, um, helped him in his classes if he needed any accessibility. So they were just wonderful. And I just want people to know that this program exists, and it exists at both universities. When things happen and life does happen, um, they're there to assist you. Would you mind speaking to anybody who has lost someone or particularly a parent who may have lost a child who's listening right now about what I imagine is, um, it's a cliched word, but a, a new normal. I, I want to ask you if you get over it because you never do and you never should, right? No, you don't get, you, you don't get over it. And that's okay not to get over it. Um, we, we love and that's the beauty about life is that we love. And one of the things for me is I just have chosen to mourn my son with the gratitude of having have been his mother. And that has helped me um, because it's very easy to fall into the dark crevice sometimes and it's hard to climb out of it. So I just continue to just mourn with the gratitude of having him. Alex's Great State Race is a tribute, and it's underway right now between Michigan State and the University of Michigan. Started at 2 a.m. Did you sleep last night, or did you just stay up? Um, I slept for maybe an hour. There's, <laughs> okay. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of excitement here. Were you at Beggar's <laughs> Banquet till close? Is that what you did? I should have been. <laughs> Why not? get to Ann Arbor, you go to scorekeepers and just make it a, a whole new kind of race and, and celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds, sounds good. Well, sounds congratulations good. and God bless all of you. They're in about Stockbridge now. So if you're in Chelsea or Dexter or Ann Arbor, you will see these ROTC cadets just cruising on foot in honor of Alex Powell. Juliana, God bless you. I'm going to see you in the Golden State in a week or so. Absolutely. Okay. I have a ticket for you if you want to come to the Jennifer Hudson taping <laughs> next Thursday at, at uh, Warner Brothers. We'll see. Well, I will let you, yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. Julia Powell. Alex's great state race celebrating Alex and the Michigan, Michigan State rivalry. The Road to Top 10 Plan from Business Leaders for Michigan charts a course for Michigan's growth with key landmarks along the way. Turn right to compete for good jobs. Like bringing quality jobs to Michigan, investing in education and job training, rebuilding our infrastructure, and more. And if we follow the plan... You have reached your destination. Top 10 state status. Read the full plan at michigansroadtotop10.com. Meyer has just bought the need for Halloween. I'll get you a three-pound bag of Michigan-grown apples for 99 cents. Ah, buy one, get one, 50% off Halloween cosmetics. And 20% off kids' Halloween costumes. 
McDonald's. I want to sink my teeth into Jack's frozen pizza. Three for ten dollars. Mom, Dad, can we get our groceries now? <laughs> Discover something spooky and get more for your money with the same low Meyer prices, no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. The Ravens ran all over the box, sending Tampa to their third straight loss. The Chiefs acquired receiver Kadarius Toney from the Giants for two 2023 draft picks, including a third-round conditional pick. Bengals receiver Jamar Chase expected to miss four to six weeks due to a hip injury. Astros host the Phillies tonight to open the World Series. Astros seeking their first World Series title since 2017, while the Phillies haven't played in the Fall Classic since 2009. Luka Doncic pulled off a triple-double, 11 boards, 14 dimes, 41 points to lead the Mavericks. Pass the Nets in overtime. Grizzlies improved to 4-1 and one after beating the winless Kings. Brad Marchand scored two goals in his season debut as the Bruins crushed the Red Wings. The Stars back in the win column after shutting out the Capitals. That's sports. I'm Ronza Moss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. I believe that it is conversations like this that we're having. So I'm grateful for this opportunity with your excellent show and its wide reach for us to talk directly to people and let them know. So hear your voices. Let's say this is enough and let's get this done. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. We were uh, talking with Juliana Powell earlier today, Alex's Great State Race, as they are running the cadets to raise money from East Lansing all the way into Ann Arbor. She lives in California now, and uh, the bird's nest on my head that looked like a Wolverine football helmet with the winged uh, stripes and all Mm -hmm, that stuff mm -hmm. used to be my hair. Because I was waiting to get back to Santa Monica where a guy called Greg cuts my hair. And the reason I think it's fun is he cuts it for Alice Cooper. And also um, a bunch of porn stars. And so for the fun of it, I think it's kind of interesting to hear his stories. So I go and I listen to his Hollywood stories while he cuts my hair in Santa Monica, but I couldn't take it anymore. So I went into Stephen L. Marvin's salon in Holt yesterday. Oh, really? Nice. You know, I get impulsive and I'm like, ah, today's the day. I must get a haircut. So I don't make appointments or anything because I can't be bothered with that. Uh, and uh, a lady called Allison, who was the artistic director there, and she's been there 20 years, cut my hair. She was wearing a Halloween costume, like a witch costume. What a spirited lady, and, and she was quick and excellent. Her name is Allison with a C, so if you ever meet her and her husband, apparently they went to a, there was a witch's party in Mason last week. Yes, there was. Hundreds and hundreds of women dressed as witches. I saw pictures of it. I was tempted to drive through town, but I would have been spooked out, so I stayed home and just looked at the pictures. But it was a cool event. It's really fun, and when you support community events like that, it just makes me happy. So thank you to Allison for that. Uh, thank you also to Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan for all of the years that they've been supporting all of us here. 83 years, in fact, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has kept a commitment to members and everyone in Michigan by building healthier communities and providing access to care in every zip code. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. And speaking of Hollywood, Kate Jackson from Charlie's Angels is 74. Jolie Fisher is 55 from Desperate Housewives. Winona Ryder, who was supposed to be in Godfather 3, and instead we got Sophia Coppola. Uh, on Stranger Things now she is, celebrating her birthday today. 
and uh, we never let the birthday of beautiful people pass without taking a note. Uh, Paul Bunyan Trophy, Michigan, Michigan State, Tony Cuthbert. Is it ugly or epic? I think it is a very cool trophy, MPS, and not to discourage anybody, you're thinking about staying up late tomorrow night to watch this game. The official kick time is 7.44, so beware of that. And the man doing the play-by-play on ABC, Sean McDonough, he has some history with this rivalry. Just a quick second of it. Oh, that's stop all, That's all I'm going to do. And that's brought to you by Dean Transportation. <laughs> can they ever live that down? I don't know. But you can listen all weekend to us, streaming audio and podcasting at MIBigShow.com. It's Michael Patrick Shields. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris are going to be in Philadelphia today, making a rare joint appearance to campaign for Pennsylvania Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman. Richmond, Virginia can take down the last remaining Confederate statue in the former capital of the Confederacy. Trey Thomas reports. The statue of Confederate General A.P. Hill sits in the middle of an intersection next to an elementary school. The city has wanted to move the statue to its Black History Museum, but Hill's family argued that the city couldn't move the statue because it stands near his grave, making it a burial site. Tuesday, a circuit court judge agreed the statue is a war memorial and under the city's jurisdiction. I'm Trey Thomas. And Dolly Parton says she's done with touring. She cited her age and husband as the reason why. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Today will bring us wet weather, snowy weather as well. For the middle of the nation, there will be accumulating snow across Colorado today with mixed precipitation to the south into New Mexico. Watch for thunderstorms today across nearly all of Texas, much of Oklahoma, and parts of Kansas. There's a risk of severe thunderstorms for much of west-central Texas and in parts of northern Texas. The hazards associated with these storms are frequent lightning, gusty winds, hail, even a few tornadoes. Less severe weather, just some garden-variety showers and thunderstorms to the north across Nebraska, South Dakota, and Minnesota today. Rain showers along the northwest coast for today. Snow and higher terrain over interior Washington state. Plenty of sun for most of the nation though today. Sunny 65 New York City, Miami sunny and 86. Bright sun in Los Angeles and a high temperature of 74. Sunshine Little Rock, Arkansas and sunshine for most of the southeast. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Russian President Vladimir Putin is facing growing pressure at home over Ukraine, but remaining defiant. NBC's Cal Perry reports from Ukraine on Putin's latest speech in Moscow. Vladimir Putin blaming his invasion on the West, saying they wanted this conflict. One day after overseeing Russian nuclear drills, now Putin saying he has no intention of using nuclear weapons. Putin was also asked about the plan for the war and said Ukrainian resistance has proven Russia was right in its invasion. He also went after Western nations, saying there are at least two Wests. Putin said one has traditional values and Russia is close to that, but the other is aggressive and cosmopolitan. After the speech, President Biden said if Putin has no intention of using nuclear weapons, why does he keep talking about it? 
President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will make a rare appearance together today to help Pennsylvania Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman. Biden and Harris will both be in Philadelphia to help Fetterman after a rough outing in his debate Tuesday night with Republican candidate Mehmet Oz. Fetterman is reiterating he's fit to serve in the U.S. Senate despite suffering a stroke earlier this year. Yeah, all of our doctors believe that we are absolutely ready to be fit to, to be serving. And, and uh, one of the things we always remind everybody is that by January, I would be much, much better. But Oz will still be a fraud. Betterman made the comments on MSNBC Thursday. The House Select Committee investigating last year's Capitol riot is planning to interview several key Secret Service officials. Details from Mark Mayfield. That's according to multiple reports. About a half a dozen current and former agents could testify in the coming weeks. It comes as the committee is said to be wrapping up its review of more than a million pages of Secret Service documents. Those were subpoenaed by the panel after it became known that the federal agency deleted text messages from January the 6th. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Roommates are in vogue. With rents shooting up, new data shows apartment renting is down while taking on roomies or staying home with mama is up. The rental website apartment list says rents have jumped an average of 25% over the last two years. And with the cost of everything else rising, too, fewer Americans can afford living alone. Rental software company RealPage says apartment demand fell to a 13-year low last quarter. Data firm CoStar reports vacancies increased four-tenths percent to five-and-a-half percent. And a September UBS survey found the percentage of people living rent-free with family or friends hit 18% over the last six months, the highest percentage in seven years. A new bank rate survey shows 55% of Americans feel they are behind on their savings. The idea of Americans being behind on retirement savings isn't necessarily new, but what's holding them back is uh, certainly very new, and that is inflation. Bank rate chief financial analyst Greg McBride says the survey found those who haven't saved enough over the last year named inflation as the top reason by a two-to-one margin. On the bright side, only 16% say they've cut back on saving for retirement and 15% think they're ahead of the game, but it varies by age group. Baby boomers actually had the highest incidence of saying that they felt behind on their retirement savings. 71% of boomers uh, say that they're behind on retirement savings. Uh, Much different story uh, at the younger end of the spectrum. Gen Z and millennials, uh, not only are they much less likely to say that they feel behind, they were also most likely to have increased their contributions relative to a year ago. With the markets down this year, stocks are cheaper, so McBride says now is a good time to be buying. General Motors is reporting an increase of 37% in net profits last quarter, but it's scaling back expectations for sales of electric vehicles in the near term through next year, citing delays in ramping up battery output and hiring and training workers. However, GM thinks that EV sales are still on track to hit a million by 2025. Consumer and Business News, Joe McConnell, NBC News Radio. The Ravens ran all over the Bucks, sending Tampa to their third straight loss. The Chiefs acquired receiver Kadarius Toney from the Giants for two 2023 draft picks, including a third-round conditional pick. Bengals receiver Jamar Chase expected to miss four to six weeks due to a hip injury. Astros host the Phillies tonight to open the World Series. Astros seeking their first World Series title since 2017, while the Phillies haven't played in the Fall Classic. Since 2009, Luka Doncic pulled off a triple-double, 11 boards, 14 dimes, 41 points to lead the Mavericks. Pass the Nets in overtime. Grizzlies improved to 4-1 and one after beating the winless Kings. Brad Marchand scored two goals in his season debut as the Bruins crushed the Red Wings. The Stars back in the win column 
after shutting out the Capitals. That's sports. I'm Ronza Moss, NBC News Radio. Today will bring us wet weather, snowy weather as well for the middle of the nation. There will be accumulating snow across Colorado today with mixed precipitation to the south into New Mexico. Watch for thunderstorms today across nearly all of Texas, much of Oklahoma, and parts of Kansas. There's a risk of severe thunderstorms for much of west-central Texas and in parts of northern Texas. The hazards associated with these storms are frequent lightning, gusty winds, hail, even a few tornadoes. Less severe weather, just some garden variety showers and thunderstorms to the north across Nebraska, South Dakota, and Minnesota today. Rain showers along the northwest coast for today. Snow and higher terrain over interior Washington state. Plenty of sun for most of the nation, though, today. Sunny, 65, New York City, Miami, sunny and 86. Bright sun in Los Angeles and a high temperature of 74. Sunshine, Little Rock, Arkansas, and sunshine for most of the southeast. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. My secret motivation is be who you are, do what you can, impact others. I think that everybody has something to give, and you give what you have. And if you can do that, and you can, and you can do it with, a, with confidence and energy, uh, you can be successful in whatever you're doing. It doesn't matter whether you're a coach or a player or administrator or talk show host. If you have passion, you'll get it done. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. A very pleasant Michigan, Michigan State Friday to you. It's Michael Patrick Shields from the end of the road at the top of the world with a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. There are some people who say there is no suspense in the outcome of the Michigan-Michigan State game on Saturday night, kicking off at 7.45 p.m. in Ann Arbor. And uh, even the Spartans that I talked to say, oh, boy, we're in for it this time. And uh, they seem to be resigned to the fact that uh, the Wolverines are going to stop them. And I think the Las Vegas Firekeepers Casino Daisy Sportsbook spread is about 22 and a half. Yep, it's hovering right around there, and it has not moved all week. Some people say it should be more. Some people say you never know in a rivalry like this what can really happen. And uh, so we'll have coverage, and we'll have all the pomp and circumstance for you. And then the Dolphins are coming in Sunday to play the Lions. Quick turn for those of us who like football. If you're going to try to go to both games or at least even watch both games, I'll see you in downtown Detroit. Uh, And we're on the lookout right now for Joe Tate, who is a state representative, a Democrat from Detroit. He played uh, football at Michigan State and then got an MBA at the University of Michigan. But talk about a superhero of a guy, Joe Tate. His father was a firefighter for the city of Detroit, gave his life serving the city. His mother, public school teacher in Detroit. They gave Joe Tate an athletic scholarship to play at Michigan State. Three-year starter, captain, senior year. Went on to play in the NFL. Jaguars, Rams, Falcons. 
It was all Big Ten, by the way, too, before he went to the NFL. Then, oh, he became a commissioned officer in the United States Marine Corps, deployed twice to Afghanistan, platoon commander, executive officer, and uh, also went, uh, helped develop farms in southern Afghanistan. Honorable, obviously, discharge from the Marine Corps and uh, came back here. And then, oh, by the way, just for the hell of it, got elected to the state legislature. Now, what have you done? <laughs> My God. You know what I mean? I hear a, a, a CV like that, and I say I ain't never been nowhere, and I ain't never done nothing. What an amazing life and career. And anyway, he's been with us before, and he's getting on the line right now, and he can take all the time he wants as far as I'm concerned because who am I to summon someone like that? But people voted for him, and they voted him into office. And he'll be with us in a couple of minutes. And then Fred Upton, the congressman who, after decades, is retiring. Big Wolverine fan, was the honorary co-captain with Michael Phelps, the Olympian swimmer at the Penn State game, and he's going to go to the Michigan game this weekend. Congressman Upton. Is that Representative Tate on our AT&T line, on our radio stage? Welcome back to the airwaves across the state. Good morning, Michael. How are you, sir? Well, I gave you the C. There's no way someone like you should call me sir, but thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I struggle with what title because you're a state rep, so I call you Representative Tate. But, of course, you had all those titles in the military. What do you like to go by? <laughs> Joe's just fine. <laughs> uh, just call me Joe. That's what Fred Upton always says. He's congressman for decades. He says, call me Fred. I say, I can't do that. <laughs> I was just reading your CV and reminding everybody what an incredible um, life you've had serving. And your mother and father were both serving the community, a teacher and a firefighter. And look at the success you've had uh, and, and the sacrifice you made to do it all, too. Just, I, I just want to say thank you for your service, and it's just an honor to speak with you. And when, when you were deciding where to play in college, because I guess you got the scholarship at Michigan State, were there other choices? There were. There were other schools uh, in the Big Ten, the MAC schools, and uh, ultimately I decided uh, on Michigan State because of the proximity. It's only an hour and a half from Detroit. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's where so family and friends could come up and see me. Were you eager to get out of the city, or what was life like for you as a young man in the city of Detroit? Uh, no, no, it was, it was good. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, all of my family is in the majority of my family is still, still in the area. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, I have a still obviously have a still a strong fondness with, uh, the city in the area. What was it? Did the Wolverines recruit you? Get recruited by U of M. You did not? No, I did not. Did you make them pay for that when you got on the Spartan team? <laughs> Uh, a couple of times <laughs> during my career, but not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what was the most satisfying moment then? Um, our, we won, well, I was there, we, we beat uh, Michigan twice. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that the, the one that uh, sticks out to me is 2001. So the last second when, when TJ caught uh, the last second touchdown. From Jeff Smoker. Oh, that was the clock gate thing, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> so 
some people call it that. <laughs> I understand. Well, you know, that's politics, isn't it? Everybody sees something a little bit differently, don't they? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, where will you watch the game uh, tomorrow night? Uh, I will be there. All I will right. be there. Uh, so I will. Um, so do you get a seat, or are you are you safely up in the your state representative? For God's sakes, you get special treatment, right? No, I, I will be in the stands. Will you? I'll be in the stands. So yes, absolutely. This is you know one of those games that that, that I think uh, you have to um, be in in the natural elements mm. to to really take in. Are you going to wear all the Spartan gear in Ann Arbor? I will. I will, I'll have a you know a, um, just a sweatshirt, Michigan State sweatshirt, mm-hmm. and a hat. You know, so, some people yeah. might be intimidated to do that, but I don't think anybody's going to mess with you. No, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's been no, I, I I haven't had any issues, uh, you know, aside from my time on the field in Ann Arbor. Uh, all of my other interactions uh, with Michigan fans have been have been pretty good. How how tall are you? Uh, six five. Yeah, but you look like seven five. <laughs> and you're made of iron, still, aren't you? You could play today, couldn't you? I I don't know. They might have to take me to the hospital after <laughs> one series. Uh, it's been you a long in time. The league, though, you played in the NFL and all the rest of it, and my God, in the Marine Corps and the rest. Are you going? Is Dana Nessel having a tailgate party before the game? I. Do not know. Yeah. Probably <laughs> not, I'm guessing. But maybe. Well, thank you very much, and congratulations again uh, for your service, and it's great to hear from you. Enjoy the game. It's going to be late. Be careful driving home in the dark. Absolutely. Thanks. Enjoy the game. State Representative Joe Tate, the Democrat from Detroit, played at Michigan State, then went to Michigan for his MBA, went to the NFL, served in the Marine Corps, platoon commander and all. It's Michael Patrick Shields through the AT&T microphones on a Firekeepers Casino Friday. Hi, I'm David Hall from Hall Financial. A flimsy pre-approval from a big box lender or a bank just isn't going to cut it in today's market. You need a five-star certified pre-approval from Hall Financial. 866-CALL-HALL or go to callhallfirst.com. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Now is the perfect time. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now at deanjobs.com and start your paid training. Head to deanjobs.com. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Starting October 26th, say hello to Avello with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at aveloair.com. That's A-V-E-L-O-Air.com. And fly Lansing. We can't see tomorrow, but we can hear it. Tomorrow sounds like hydrogen being added to natural gas to make it more sustainable. It sounds like solar panels generating thousands of megawatts. And it sounds like carbon being captured and stored, keeping it out of our atmosphere. 
We've been bridging to a sustainable energy future for more than 20 years. Because what we do today helps ensure tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. Hi, I'm David Hall from Hall Financial. A flimsy pre-approval from a big box lender or a bank just isn't going to cut it in today's market. You need a five-star certified pre-approval from Hall Financial. 866-CALL-HALL or go to callhallfirst.com. Ye says he lost $2 billion in a single day over his recent anti-Semitic remarks. Major clothing and fashion companies have been cutting their business ties with the rapper since he began making the statements on social media. The man formerly known as Kanye West was kicked off Instagram about three weeks ago for hate speech, but returned Wednesday with a post aimed at Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel, who had urged companies to cease doing business with him. The post said, I lost $2 billion in one day and I'm still alive. He added, the money is not who I am, the people is who I am. Dolly Parton says she's done with touring. Ahead of her Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction next week, she spoke with Polster and cited her age and husband as reasons why she doesn't think she'll be doing it again. She's not done performing, though, adding she'll most likely still play the occasional special show or festival. She also told the outlet she's planning to record a rock album with what she hopes is a star-studded list of collaborators. She revealed she's reached out to fellow legends like Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, and Stevie Nicks to work with her. And comedian Chris Red is recovering after being attacked outside of a comedy club. The 37-year-old SNL alumnus was getting out of a vehicle by the comedy cellar in New York City's Greenwich Village when a man punched him in the face and ran off. Red suffered a bloody nose. Man, don't put me into this mess. And that's entertainment. Steve Creepy, NBC News Radio. Is that Temptation or the Hawaiian War chant? This is Temptation, my favorite. You can't have one without the other. That's what Carl Grapentine always says. Now, he's the voice in the stadium there. Last I knew, he was living in Chicago and traveling back and forth for those games, and he had a radio show in the morning, too. And was a big, big fan of classical music, for sure. But he is the voice of the stadium, and thankfully, he's still there. Still curious, this Paul Bunyan trophy, Angelique Changelis is writing, is it ugly or is it a showpiece? It's a big lumberjack trophy, and uh, if you put it on the base, it's she says it's nine feet tall? Nah. It's tall, though. And uh, then they started taking the the statue off and hoisting it over their heads, and the, the, uh, the statue off the base and all that. And the, So the Paul Bunyan trophy is up for grabs. We've been talking a lot about elections. We're talking about football today. Congressman Fred Upton, Republican from St. Joe, is on our AT&T line right now. Thank you for being here. Happy. It's like a. It's like Christmas, isn't it, before the Michigan-Michigan State game? It, it is. There is so much that's going on. And, you know, I was in the Michigan band back in 1972, so that same announcer was our guy back then. He's been there a long time, but you can't have one without the other. Wow. He's Ladies been there almost as long as you've been in Congress. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's been there longer. <laughs> what what, what, what uh, instrument did you play? Well, I played the cornet, but Sweet. I was not a music major, so I carried a flag. I had a bunch of folks on my hallway in my dorm that convinced me, and I got shin splints. It was fun for one year, but yeah. it was... Uh, <laughs> 
takes away your Saturdays, you know. Did you get near Bo Schembechler back in those days? Well, no, I didn't. Even though I was a sport a sports writer for the Michigan Daily, huh. uh, I was not there four years uh, as a sports writer, so only the four-year folks got to do football. But later on, I did, because he would come to Washington and traditionally have 15-minute appointments, and he was, I would tell my staff, He's an hour, and we did. We we told stories. He sat on my coach, on my couch. Yeah, he had. Uh, he was just a, a wonderful guy, and Lloyd Carr is a dear friend. Uh, and um, and Harbaugh asked me actually a couple of years ago, but I wasn't able to do it until two weeks ago. But I was the co-captain, honorary co-captain of the team with Michael Phelps against Penn State. It was terrific. That was the weekend that the speaking of Lloyd Carr, they dedicated the tunnel too. Correct, it it's was. the Lloyd Carr yep. tunnel now. Yep, it's exactly right, and uh, I got to spend a few minutes with Lloyd on on Friday night. How was he? He was well. He, he walks a little bit with a cane now, yeah. but he was as genuine as you could find. He's just a class class guy. Would they have a Friday night party somewhere? They did. Where was <laughs> that? Uh, I don't know. Some motel, someplace. Uh, <laughs> I did, but <laughs> I thought. <laughs> Um, well, but it was good. He was, he, he was, uh, and, I, and then of course when he won the national championship back in ninety, oh, ninety seven, right? I was, I actually uh, uh, presented them to the White House. Uh, was was uh, uh, president back then, and they gave me a helmet, which I still have. It still fits. Sweet. My head never got too big, right? Never. Uh, that's I was just telling uh, somebody earlier. Oh, uh, Representative Joe Tate. I said uh, Congressman Upton's coming next. He's going to say, "Call me Fred." And he was saying, call me Joe. And so it's a nice tradition of uh, sort of humble uh, service that you have provided over the years. I wonder, you know, that that tunnel at Michigan Stadium, the Lloyd Carr Tunnel, now has been the source of controversy because I guess it got a little rough and tumble at halftime. And you put all those players from both teams going down that little chute to get to their locker room. What if you took all the members of Congress, Republicans and Democrats, and shoved them in that tunnel at the same time? What would happen? Uh, and turn off the lights, right? So it's dark in there. <laughs> yeah, see who comes it, out. It's painted white. Uh, it was always fun. You know, when I was in the band, of course, we'd come out through the tunnel, and I was, by being a flag bearer, I was one of the first guys out of the tunnel and, and onto the field. And when the opposing team came through, we were just shh, quiet. It was ab- We tried to make it as absolute quiet as you could. Mm-hmm. And then when the Michigan team came through, it was like boisterous and loud. And it's uh, wow. that's um, just it like was, the uh, State of the Union address. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sit on your hands or clap. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Will you? So you're going to go to the game, eh? You bet. I've been a season ticket holder for all my years, and my daughter and her husband are coming, and my wife and. And we're going to see a bunch of friends. We've got some colleagues uh, that are coming, and hmm. it's always actually a special day. I, I, I'll be wearing my Michigan jersey, and um, but it's a little, it's you know, particularly in the off year or every two years, it really, it's somewhat of a political event. I mean, there'll be a little tailgate that's yeah. not so little that the president of either university holds, and everyone, you know, all the folks will be there, uh, and you know, it's it's a come together. It's almost like the Mackinac uh, Conference uh, up in, up in the spring uh, among political leaders. Every, everyone wants to be there, uh, and I'm sure hoping that uh, us trash-talking Wolverines will will prevail. <laughs> what Saturday number night. is on your Michigan jersey that you wear? 
Well, I got a couple. I don't know which one I'm going to wear. I got my faithful Notre Dame jersey when we beat them a number of years ago, but I have number two, and of course that's Quorum's number. So I got a signed jersey by our former high, or our Heisman winner. So I am not quite sure which one I'm going to wear yet, but probably number two. Have you met the new president yet, Michigan? I, I've not. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it. I think that's going to happen on, on Saturday night. And you probably met Tudor Dixon on Tuesday, I'm guessing, at Oakland University? Well, no, because I was there in the morning. Oh, uh, I, I did an event with Debbie Dingle on bipartisanship mm-hmm. uh, Tuesday morning that had been set up long before. Actually, it was set up last spring. And it's a long, from St. Joe, it's oh, a geez. long drive there. Well, you go by limo, miles. though, don't you? You're a no, member of no, Congress. No, no, no. I have a stick shift. <laughs> I got a Jeep. You know, uh, hey, my, are you going to the World Series? No, no. Um, but I'm having a World Series uh, party tonight. Uh, Justin's pitching, and I got some people coming over, so it'll be fun. But no, no I got I'm going to the Michigan State game. So, and you had a look at the harbor yesterday, very quickly in St. Joe. Well, I did. I went out with the Corps of Engineers, and I actually saw a cement boat come in. But we got trouble. You know, we, the, the big storm last week dumped a sandbar outside of the pierheads. Ooh. We'll find out what happens when we get back with Congressman Fred Upton. He's having a party tonight. He didn't waste any time. After having been Twitter's new owner for about an hour, Elon Musk fired several top executives. The billionaire has previously said he plans to cut around 75% of the company's staff after taking ownership, and it seemed he spared no time in doing so. The same night that he acquired the company, Musk fired the CEO and CFO, along with other top executives. He told reporters he's buying Twitter to try and help humanity by giving everyone a common digital town square. Musk has faced criticism for saying he would unban former President Trump's account and would loosen restrictions on what's allowed on the site. And California's first-in-the-nation earthquake warning app alerted West Coast users before this week's quake actually hit. Over 2 million Californians received a notification before the shaking started with the 5.1-magnitude quake on Tuesday. Governor Newsom says advanced alerts from the MyShake app provided up to 19 seconds for Californians to take protective action during the earthquake. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. United States Congressman Fred Upton, a Wolverine grad, was on the band and will be at the game Saturday night, 7.45 kickoff, and he was in St. Joe uh, at the, um, well, in Benton Harbor there, too. There, uh, The Corps of Engineers were surveying the St. Joe Harbor. You were telling me that it got closed because of that big storm? Well, the big storm, and this happened with Katrina a few years ago as well. Uh, it created such a backwash that it created a... Uh, in essence, a, a dune, a berm of sand that is only 11, 12 feet deep uh, outside of the channel. I mean, outside of the pier. And these, you know, I, I they cleared a little pathway yesterday for a cement boat to come in. It's 17 feet down. And so last week, uh, we had a boat actually bounce off this sandbar, uh, in essence, and it had to be turned around. And of course, this is the most economical way to bring in sand, gravel, salt for the, the winter uh, into what we have three docks here in St. Joe Benton Harbor. And so uh, it, the Corps is going to be looking to do some emergency dredging. And, of course, weather is a huge factor. I mean, um, we sort of whistled the song, the Gordon Lightfoot song, while we were out there yesterday. It was pretty calm water. But without it, the, without some dredging, the, the harbor is going to be closed, and we've got 18 lake freighters that are scheduled between now and the end Christmas. 
is Kate Upton coming to your World Series party tonight? No, <laughs> she will be at the game. She will. Uh, although, although her cousin is getting married, so I don't. There's a conflict, and there's. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, my bet is she's going to be at the game. I tried to convince my brother that he should be at the game rather than at his niece's wedding, but he's going to. He's going to be at his niece's wedding, but Kate, I'm sure, will be at the game. So would she wear Wolverine gear? She's a Wolverine. Right. She is. Okay. Keep your eyes open, we, folks. We, we, we all sleep in the basement when we lose. All of us. <laughs> <That's gonna> be... <laughs> Including my 98-year-old dad. Wow. Well, it'll be oh. cold and dark, so you might not recognize Kate Upton, but maybe she'll be at some of the parties during the day in Ann Arbor there, the tailgates. Uh, I was going to ask you about an email. Just quickly, 30 seconds, I got from... Uh, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House. It's a fundraising email that says, the democracy is at the brink of destruction. Is that a little overstated, maybe? Yeah, you know what? The sun's coming up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, glad I to hear it. The sun's going to come up. It may be a little rough. It maybe might have some thunderheads around there, but the sun's coming up, and uh, I predict uh, the House is going to flip. The Senate's going to be really close. And Congressman Fred Upton always brings the sunshine. Thank you, sir. News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Russian President Vladimir Putin is facing growing pressure at home over Ukraine, but remaining defiant. NBC's Cal Perry reports from Ukraine on Putin's latest speech in Moscow. Vladimir Putin blaming his invasion on the West, saying they wanted this conflict. One day after overseeing Russian nuclear drills, now Putin saying he has no intention of using nuclear weapons. Putin was also asked about the plan for the war and said Ukrainian resistance has proven Russia was right in its invasion. He also went after Western nations, saying there are at least two Wests. Putin said one has traditional values and Russia is close to that, but the other is aggressive and cosmopolitan. After the speech, President Biden said if Putin has no intention of using nuclear weapons, why does he keep talking about it? President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will make a rare appearance together today to help Pennsylvania Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman. Biden and Harris will both be in Philadelphia to help Fetterman after a rough outing in his debate Tuesday night with Republican candidate Mehmet Oz. Fetterman is reiterating he's fit to serve in the U.S. Senate despite suffering a stroke earlier this year. Yeah, all of our doctors believe that we are absolutely ready to be fit to, to be serving. And, and you know, one of the things we always remind everybody is that by January, I would be much, much better. But Oz will still be a fraud. Fetterman made the comments on MSNBC Thursday. The House Select Committee investigating last year's Capitol riot is planning to interview several key Secret Service officials. Details from Mark Mayfield. That's according to multiple reports. About a half a dozen current and former agents could testify in the coming weeks. It comes as the committee is said to be wrapping up its review of more than a million pages of Secret Service documents. Those were subpoenaed by the panel after it became known that the federal agency deleted text messages from January the 6th. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. A new sleep study says adults 50 and up risk developing multiple chronic diseases if they don't get enough sleep. That's according to a long-term British study of 8,000 people. The diseases tracked include heart disease, Parkinson's, chronic kidney disease, and dementia. The study showed that people who got five hours or less of sleep at night had a 30% higher risk of chronic diseases than those who got seven hours or more. While binge drinking in Iowa remains higher than in 
other states, according to the October report from the Iowa Governor's Office. America's Health Rankings report that Iowa is ranked second for excessive drinking after Wisconsin. North Dakota is third. The report also says that on average, Midwesterners drink more than people in other parts of the country. Minnesota and Nebraska also suffer from high rates of excessive drinking. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Not only that, the eagle screamed today. Got a little scratch for a couple of days. It's Michael Patrick Shields. Radio stations across the state of Michigan worldwide at mibigshow.com. 83 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has kept a commitment to members and everyone in Michigan by building healthier communities and providing access to care at every zip code. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. A very happy Firekeepers Casino Friday to you from MPS. And if you're looking to get away, uh, Capital Region International Airport had a party this week, and they kicked off nonstop service from Lansing to Orlando nonstop on Avello Airlines, and they had the inaugural flight. And uh, I asked the airport director, Nicole Noel Williams, the CEO there, who, who was on the inaugural flight down to Orlando with the mayor and a bunch of other people, uh, how does the service work, and how can we take advantage of it? It's Thursday, Sunday flight times with Avello. You can go to veloair.com to book your tickets. They run promo fares of like $49 one-way fares. Great fares. The flight down here was smooth. Just over two hours nonstop from Lansing. The convenience, of course, parking right outside our terminal. The goal is start your vacation as soon as you arrive to our airport. And get through security, go upstairs, enjoy yourself at our bar. It's hope that all the listeners take a look. And it goes to Orlando International Airport, I think, is one key thing to mention. Nicole Noel Williams at Capital Region International Airport. Dr. Heather Zack in East Lansing. It's undeniable, is it not, that sunshine is good for your well-being? Oh, goodness. Good morning, first of all, as Thank we are looking and waking in the dark here. Yes, it's wonderful for our well-being. Sunshine perks us up physically. It perks us up psychologically. Oh, I was talking to someone just this week about it, and we were quoting the quote, you know, there's no such thing as bad weather, just not proper clothing. But there really is something about sunshine and our mental health. And getting outside, too, I would imagine fresh air, taking a walk, and even in the winter when it's crisp and cold, that's also good for you. You don't have to go to Orlando necessarily to get that buzz. Well, Orlando gives us a different buzz, of course, and probably a little more constant sunshine. But you're right, just being outside in nature, having the fresh air, looking around and seeing the beauty of what's around you, walking, moving your body, that momentum is all so good for you. Which one of the things that I say to folks is, are you sleeping? Are you eating well? Are you moving your body? And moving your body does not have to be strenuous exercise. It just means getting out and doing some movement outside is beautiful for it. Speaking of movement, there is a new survey by the Kinsey Institute at Indiana University, and it is suggesting that millennials, millennials are in a lot of sexless marriages now, that uh, there are reports that they're not interested in it anymore. 
and uh, sometimes they're having sex fewer than 10 times a year. Now, this is not older people. This is millennials. What do you think is happening? It was interesting when you shared the article with me because, you know, as I became aware, kind of consciously taking in the information from it, I started thinking about some of the folks that I treat with that are of different ages. And I do think that there's some truth to that. There's some credibility. Of course, they came up with their validity, but in terms of my practice and validity with that. And, and one of the things that occurred to me over and above the article is that I think that for so long, People were geared toward that physicality in a way of reaching out and touching someone. It was a connection. And I think there are different forms of connection now that are somewhat satisfying to folks. I also think that people are tuning in more to sex and whether or not the proclivities of that are as fulfilling as one might have thought. So kind of physiology over psychology. And I think people are, are coming to an awareness that it's but one component in a healthy relationship. Hmm. What do you mean by that? One component in a healthy relationship? Yeah, just all of it. This uh, low libido, dead bedroom talk. Well, I think the low libido is some parts of low libido. I wonder if there's a physiolog- physiological component more so than that was mentioned in the article. Oh. I think there are some different dynamics that we're not recognizing in today's environment that all bodies are being bombarded by and are impacting people hormonally. Oh, so like what, I've what read, should we watch out for? Oh, I don't know that we can watch out for it. I think it's yeah. part of our food supply. I think it's part of our oh. environment. It's what we're breeding. So some of the articles that I have read have talked about some of the impact of environment on our physiology, on our hormone level, and the impact. Um, of what we're eating, what we're breathing, what we're walking in, you know. So I have I have wondered about that component. When we talk about other various dynamics, if people automatically potentially have a lower libido, they're going to look for other things in the relationship that are fulfilling and that are meaningful. And they won't automatically gravitate psychologically to it being sexual. And so it it opens up a wider, um, I guess, opportunity for other dynamics within the relationship to be cultivated. You know, do we exercise together? Do we play cards together? Do we enjoy, you know, our pets together? I mean, whatever that, do we like back rubs and scratches? And so I think it just gives more opportunity. But the question about that is, is it inversely related? So I don't know that, and the article didn't discuss that, but it's had me um, wonder a little bit about that dynamic. On the same token, there's also a rising curiosity in open relationships where maybe you're not so interested in home cooking, if you know what I mean, and that uh, there's an agreement (laughs) that, you know, we can have non-monogamy and still be married. Have you come across anybody that does that? Open relationships. It's very common, apparently. I have, and actually that's something I've come across for probably many years, interestingly. You know, what's interesting, and I'll digress this for a minute, is I have people now participating in open relationships who are doing it online through these different, um, I'm not going to say it well, but it's through these different venues online where it's just really, um, you're living in this fantasy world, and they're having these 
online um, open marriages. But yes, open marriages um, are out there. My experience in general with them is that it's a nice thought for certain people, and generally they don't work well. And the psychology going into it is, you know, new and fresh and keeps our everyday boring relationship alive and zesty that way. But a lot of relationships really can't sustain it. There's a lot of um, insecurity that's created. There's envy that's created. That's jealousy that's created. Um, competition that gets created. And it really ends up, my experience has been in general, it ends up being a difficult dynamic. It's interesting because it's sort of a cliche to look the other way. I mean, that's been going on for many, many, many decades. But it's another thing to do it eyes wide open and say, you know, let's just do this and try it out. That's it. I had a patient recently telling me about a television series where there's a lot of look the other way and the perfunctory nature of that. And there is a very big difference of look the other way, although still harmful and creating all sorts of damage within the context of the relationship, just in a different format. But you have to have eyes wide open and look the other way. You know, kind of uncomfortable. See, you can talk to and be comfortable with any subject with Dr. Heather Zack, the psychologist in East Lansing and life coach too. And that's what we try to do. Just open it all up and have a look-see under the hood, under your head. Thank you, doctor. Traverse City is more than a place. It's a destination. And for many, it's a dream, but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day. Just a car ride away. Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. Visit TraverseCity.com to learn more on our Fab Fall Getaways. Welcome to the Michigan Lottery Show. The fun and excitement. 50 years ago, a jackpot started growing in Michigan. Inspired by fun and prizes for players. This jackpot has helped local businesses. Cleaning a lottery ticket was sold at the family market. And led to over $26 billion in support for Michigan public schools. Today, the jackpot is still growing. And the goodness it's spreading is a win for everyone. The Michigan Lottery. For fun, for schools, for 50 years. Knowing your limits is always the best bet. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers' four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn-out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Medawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris are going to be in Philadelphia today, making a rare joint appearance to campaign for Pennsylvania Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman. Richmond, Virginia can take down the last remaining Confederate statue in the former capital of the Confederacy. 
Trey Thomas reports. The statue of Confederate General A.P. Hill sits in the middle of an intersection next to an elementary school. The city has wanted to move the statue to its Black History Museum, but Hill's family argued that the city couldn't move the statue because it stands near his grave, making it a burial site. Tuesday, a circuit court judge agreed the statue is a war memorial and under the city's jurisdiction. I'm Trey Thomas. And Dolly Parton says she's done with touring. She cited her age and husband as the reason why. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. laughing. I thought it was funny. Another got excited. It's, it's good. You know, sometimes you get your little brother excited when you're playing basketball and stuff. Let him get the lead. And then you just come back and take it back. <laughs> little brother. All that talk never goes away, does it? Scott Ellis is on our AT&T line. It's Michael Patrick Shields on a Firekeepers Casino Friday. He has uh, Michigrain downtown Lansing, and uh, he is with the Michigan Licensed Beverage Association. How are you, sir? Good morning. We're going to watch the game. Are you going down to Ann Arbor on Saturday? I am not. Uh, My tickets, a friend of mine has a senior at MSU, and this will be her last game to to go to as a student, so they are going to go down and and watch it there. Um, And I'm going to be home watching it this time. More at Michigrain. Safe and sound. Uh, Maybe make a guest appearance at Michigrain and check it all out. Here's Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel, and he says that the Lions on Sunday have a did he really say this? Dangerous <laughs> offense? That makes a lot of plays on offense. They have made some mistakes, but they are one game away from being as good of on offense production-wise as anybody. Jim Wise at Firekeepers Casino, uh, where you can bet this game and the Michigan-Michigan State game, and you can watch the Dolphins and the Lions, too. Dacey Sportsbook is on our AT&T line right now on a Firekeepers Casino Friday. I don't know if I would, you know, make my betting decision on Mike McDaniel saying the Lions have a dangerous offense, would you? Well, that seems like Chapter 4 of Coach Speak uh, Greatest Hits, <laughs> Volume 6, I believe that is. Right. It's very generous of him, isn't it? <laughs> and then... Every week you got to say something positive about your opponent, make them sound like they are uh, the world beaters of the... Yeah, the 67 Green Bay Packers. (laughs) Hey, congratulations on the World Series, by the way. I'm sure you're just over the moon about that. And have you been able to get some tickets? Uh, It's still in progress, i got to tell you, which sounds kind of silly since the games are Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Uh, It's not completely out of the realm of possibility. Maybe not looking as good as I hoped. But, I, again, I'm a hopeful, positive person, so that's where we're at. Sure, I'm excited. That's going to start tonight, too. It's a big, big, big sports weekend, and I, I know the Phillies are near and dear to your heart, so uh, if I can help figure out something, we got to get you there. And <laughs> w- w- I'm betting that you get there. Can I bet that book at Daisy Sports? Uh, I don't think our guys, that, that could be a bit of a problem. Take it's a, it out. a prop bet for you there. Uh, tonight's the Halloween party, right? It sure is, and it's going to be so much fun. And you want to see a ton of it, then you get to Firekeepers tonight. It's our $10,000 Halloween parade and costume contest. And if you say, well, I don't want to be in this parade or dress up, that's fine. You get there and watch literally hundreds of the most amazing costumes 
The parade goes through the casino floor at 9 o'clock. Um, we have judging in our event center. You'll see costumes all over the building. First prize is $2,000 cash and another $3,000 in red-hot credits. It's a scene you must see at least one time. As you know yourself, you oh, yeah. you know, you got to see that. It's crazy how exciting it is. Are you... Um... Can you tell in advance how many people are coming? Do they register ahead of time or just show up? No, they do not. So we cannot oh, tell. But, you know, like I said, uh, it's got a history now, and it's got kind of a lineage. Uh, last year of the top five, we had uh, in Indiana, uh, Central Ohio. Uh, we had some people kind of from close to the UP come up. So it. You know, it, it's got its own cachet, and it's it will bring people in. I guarantee it. Tony Cuthbert's done some research. Cheapest single seat in Philly for Game 3, $735. I, I'm assuming that's standing room. Is it, Tony? I could be wrong. Uh, it is. Yeah, you are 100% correct on that. Would you do that? Um... That might be a bit of a reach to stand for for mm. for the entire game. That could be, and I'm, I'm questionable. But it's actually better than I thought. Most of the, you know, most of them I've seen have been closer to a thousand dollars to eleven hundred. Aren't people on their feet for most of the World Series games anyway? Uh, you know what? You got you make a good point. I got to get you there. I, I want this to happen. I'm so excited you, for you, you. You head to what is called Ashburn Alley. Uh, remembering famous Phillies broadcaster and player Richie Ashburn, and they have tons of food outlets out there. If you get there early uh, and get a good standing room spot, it's really not that bad. Hmm. Well, you know, my Dodgers didn't make it, so I'm living vicariously through you, and I'm happy to do that. Um, (laughs) There are people who will not live vicariously. They will live actually tomorrow with a huge giveaway on Saturday also at Firekeepers. You know, the whole weekend is just insane. we got one great day after another. Tomorrow, $170,000 Ram and Can-Am giveaway, 2 to 10 p.m. 2 o'clock, we're giving away a Can-Am Commander and a trailer. At 4 o'clock, two $5,000 Red Hot Credit winners. 6 o'clock, we're giving away a Ram Tradesman pickup truck. 8 o'clock, two $10,000 Red Hot credit winners. And you get six months to play that off, by the way. And at 10 o'clock, a Ram Bighorn and a Can-Am Commander with a trailer goes to one winner. If you've earned any entries in the month of October with your Red Hot Rewards card, you're eligible. If not, just show up tomorrow. Even if you don't have a card, you get a free entry just for signing up. So get there. Two to ten, tons of giveaways, lots of big prizes tomorrow at Firekeepers. What, do you believe the Sparties who are saying we're going to get crushed by Michigan or those who say 22-and-a-half, Michigan, Michigan State, it's a rivalry? Mm, that's a lot of points. I tend to follow the latter. Yeah. I tend to go, these are like big, big games historically. You keep playing all these great clips all morning, and I keep going, that yeah, just doesn't – I understand literally – that if the favorite Michigan gets out early and gets something started, could it head to an ugly place? It could. Absolutely positively. They played that well offensively and at home. All that makes sense. 
But, man, you, you get to halftime, and all of a sudden, uh, things start to tighten up. Loosen up and have some fun at Firekeepers with Jim Wise, the vice president of marketing there. Go blue, go green, go white, go lions, fins up. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more, giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. The Ravens ran all over the box, sending Tampa to their third straight loss. The Chiefs acquired receiver Kadarius Toney from the Giants for two 2023 draft picks, including a third-round conditional pick. Bengals receiver Jamar Chase expected to miss four to six weeks due to a hip injury. Astros host the Phillies tonight to open the World Series. Astros seeking their first World Series title since 2017, while the Phillies haven't played in the Fall Classic since 2009. Luka Doncic pulled off a triple-double, 11 boards, 14 dimes, 41 points to lead the Mavericks. Pass the Nets in overtime. Grizzlies improved to 4-1 and one after beating the winless Kings. Brad Marchand scored two goals in his season debut as the Bruins crushed the Red Wings, the Stars back in the win column after shutting out the Capitals. That's sports. I'm Ronza Moss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. I believe that it is conversations like this that we're having. So I'm grateful for this opportunity with your excellent show and its wide reach for us to talk directly to people and let them know. So hear your voices. Let's say this is enough and let's get this done. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. MPS here. So I'm going to the Pistons game tonight to see Pat and Molly Pritchard. They're going to, I've never been to a Pistons game before, but I've been to a Red Wings game in that place. Little Caesars Arena, is that what it's called? Yeah, you got it. Okay, so I'll see them and I'll see the Pistons. But uh, more importantly, Tony Cuthbert, you and I are going to the Miami Dolphins game this weekend in Detroit against the Lions. Super excited. With Matt. Well, you might not be when I tell you what might happen to you now. Oh, boy. Matt Rhodes is going from Dusty Seller and Tim McGuire. And it happens to be, uh, you know, Ken Dallafor, mm-hmm. guy who played for the Lions, oh, yeah. he comes on the program with us. It's apparently alumni weekend. So he's going to be on the field before the game with uh, a lot of former Lions, mm-hmm. and they're going to get celebrated and all that. So he, he says we're the geezers, and I said, I think you could still play if you, if you suited up. And so we were trying to figure out where we could meet, mm-hmm. and that might be fun. And I said, I said, I've got to bang shoulders with you, you know because it'd be fun to bang shoulders with a former NFL player. And I said, I think you should give Tony Cuthbert a shiv. Oh, no. And he said, let's. So, <laughs> do you know what? A, if you take a shiv from a guy who played in the NFL, what do you think will happen to you? 
Um, you guys might need to carry me into the game. <laughs> I, the the uh, medical carts have been in high use throughout the NFL season this year, so maybe I'll uh, have the opportunity to ride in one of those. It's like when you take both of the bottoms of your palms, like right, and you just thrust forward yeah. right into your chest. It would knock you probably right across the whole stadium. I'm going to try to do the spin. or something. Oh. Aiden Hutchinson has this like arm move that he uses, so I'm going to yeah. try to come back a little bit if I can. Practice all weekend yeah. long. Uh, what else? And the NFL last night. We actually had a good Thursday night football game, and uh, the Patriots, or excuse me, the Buccaneers. I always get Tom Brady confused these days. Of course. Yeah, and uh, Lamar Jackson walked down to Tampa, and the Ravens beat the Bucs 27-22. to in a row now? It is, and believe it or not, Tom Brady is multiple games under 500 as a starter for the first time in his NFL career. Mm. Superfluous lags the veteran on the stage. You would think maybe he's got some stuff going on outside the football field. I'm trying to add all this up. I'm not really sure. Maybe I'll check out the tabloids on that one. Uh, of course, we got the action tomorrow in Ann Arbor. The Red Wings, they lost to the Bruins last night in Boston 5-1. to one. You will see the Hawks at LCA tonight, by the way. I'll uh, give you your little primer on it. The Hawks superstar, his name is Trey Young. You'll have fun watching him. Mm. And the Pistons are led by Cade Cunningham and your favorite player. I'm just going to keep building this up. Boyan Bogdanovich. Have fun with it, MPS. That's brought to you by Dean Transportation. I might get to see George Blaha. You know, Fred Upton knew when it was time to not linger on the stage, but Tom Brady didn't. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris are going to be in Philadelphia today, making a rare joint appearance to campaign for Pennsylvania Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman. Richmond, Virginia can take down the last remaining Confederate statue in the former capital of the Confederacy. Trey Thomas reports. The statue of Confederate General A.P. Hill sits in the middle of an intersection next to an elementary school. The city has wanted to move the statue to its Black History Museum, but Hill's family argued that the city couldn't move the statue because it stands near his grave, making it a burial site. Tuesday, a circuit court judge agreed the statue is a war memorial and under the city's jurisdiction. I'm Trey Thomas. And Dolly Parton says she's done with touring. She cited her age and husband as the reason why. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Today will bring us wet weather, snowy weather as well. For the middle of the nation, there will be accumulating snow across Colorado today with mixed precipitation to the south into New Mexico. Watch for thunderstorms today across nearly all of Texas, much of Oklahoma, and parts of Kansas. There's a risk of severe thunderstorms for much of west-central Texas and in parts of northern Texas. The hazards associated with these storms are frequent lightning, gusty winds, hail, even a few tornadoes. Less severe weather, just some garden-variety showers and thunderstorms to the north across Nebraska, South Dakota, and Minnesota today. Rain showers along the northwest coast for today. Snow and higher terrain over interior Washington state. Plenty of sun for most of the nation though today. Sunny 65 New York City, Miami sunny and 86. Bright sun in Los Angeles and a high temperature of 74. Sunshine Little Rock, Arkansas and sunshine for most of the southeast. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio.
NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Russian President Vladimir Putin is facing growing pressure at home over Ukraine, but remaining defiant. NBC's Cal Perry reports from Ukraine on Putin's latest speech in Moscow. Vladimir Putin blaming his invasion on the West, saying they wanted this conflict. One day after overseeing Russian nuclear drills, now Putin saying he has no intention of using nuclear weapons. Putin was also asked about the plan for the war and said Ukrainian resistance has proven Russia was right in its invasion. He also went after Western nations, saying there are at least two Wests. Putin said one has traditional values and Russia is close to that, but the other is aggressive and cosmopolitan. After the speech, President Biden said if Putin has no intention of using nuclear weapons, why does he keep talking about it? President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will make a rare appearance together today to help Pennsylvania Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman. Biden and Harris will both be in Philadelphia to help Fetterman after a rough outing in his debate Tuesday night with Republican candidate Mehmet Oz. Fetterman is reiterating he's fit to serve in the U.S. Senate despite suffering a stroke earlier this year. Yeah, all of our doctors believe that we are absolutely ready to be fit to to be serving. And and, uh, one of the things we always remind everybody is that by January, I would be much much better, but Oz will still be a fraud. Fetterman made the comments on MSNBC Thursday. The House Select Committee investigating last year's Capitol riot is planning to interview several key Secret Service officials. Details from Mark Mayfield. That's according to multiple reports. About a half a dozen current and former agents could testify in the coming weeks. It comes as the committee is said to be wrapping up its review of more than a million pages of Secret Service documents. Those were subpoenaed by the panel after it became known that the federal agency deleted text messages from January the 6th. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Roommates are in vogue. With rents shooting up, new data shows apartment renting is down while taking on roomies or staying home with mama is up. The rental website apartment list says rents have jumped an average of 25% over the last two years. And with the cost of everything else rising, too, fewer Americans can afford living alone. Rental software company RealPage says apartment demand fell to a 13-year low last quarter. Data firm CoStar reports vacancies increased four-tenths percent to five-and-a-half percent. And a September UBS survey found the percentage of people living rent-free with family or friends hit 18% over the last six months, the highest percentage in seven years. A new bank rate survey shows 55% of Americans feel they are behind on their savings. The idea of Americans being behind on retirement savings isn't necessarily new, but what's holding them back is uh, certainly very new, and that is inflation. Bank rate chief financial analyst Greg McBride says the survey found those who haven't saved enough over the last year named inflation as the top reason by a two-to-one margin. On the bright side, only 16% say they've cut back on saving for retirement, and 15% think they're ahead of the game, but it varies by age group. Baby boomers actually had the highest incidence of saying that they felt behind on their retirement savings. 71% of boomers uh, say that they're behind on retirement savings. Uh, Much different story uh, at the younger end of the spectrum. Gen Z and millennials, uh, not only are they much less likely to say that they feel behind, they were also most likely to have increased their contributions relative to a year ago. With the markets down this year, stocks are cheaper, so McBride says now is a good time to be buying. General Motors is reporting an increase of 37% in net profits last quarter, but it's scaling back expectations for sales of electric vehicles in the near term through next year, citing delays in ramping up battery output and hiring and training workers. However, GM thinks that EV sales are still on track to hit a million by 2025. Consumer and Business News, Joe McConnell, NBC News Radio. 
The Ravens ran all over the Bucks, sending Tampa to their third straight loss. The Chiefs acquired receiver Kadarius Toney from the Giants for two 2023 draft picks, including a third-round conditional pick. Bengals receiver Jamar Chase expected to miss four to six weeks due to a hip injury. Astros host the Phillies tonight to open the World Series. Astros seeking their first World Series title since 2017, while the Phillies haven't played in the Fall Classic since 2009. Luka Doncic pulled off a triple-double, 11 boards, 14 dimes, 41 points to lead the Mavericks. Pass the Nets in overtime. Grizzlies improved to 4-1 and one after beating the winless Kings. Brad Marchand scored two goals in his season debut as the Bruins crushed the Red Wings. The Stars back in the win column after shutting out the Capitals. That's sports. I'm Ronza Moss, NBC News Radio. Today will bring us wet weather, snowy weather as well for the middle of the nation. There will be accumulating snow across Colorado today with mixed precipitation to the south into New Mexico. Watch for thunderstorms today across nearly all of Texas, much of Oklahoma, and parts of Kansas. There's a risk of severe thunderstorms for much of west-central Texas and in parts of northern Texas. The hazards associated with these storms are frequent lightning, gusty winds, hail, even a few tornadoes. Less severe weather, just some garden-variety showers and thunderstorms to the north across Nebraska, South Dakota, and Minnesota today. Rain showers along the northwest coast for today. Snow and higher terrain over interior Washington state. Plenty of sun for most of the nation, though, today. Sunny, 65, New York City, Miami, sunny and 86. Bright sun in Los Angeles and a high temperature of 74. Sunshine, Little Rock, Arkansas, and sunshine for most of the southeast. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Good afternoon, football fans. It's D-Day in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Do for the winners, dive for the losers, and damp as far as the weather is concerned. Yes, sir, Michigan and Michigan State meet this afternoon in the 1965 version of the old Greek legend, Athens versus Sparta. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. Michael Patrick Shields, payday. A Firekeeper's Casino Friday and the payday and the Powerball tonight. $800 million. I guess it's tomorrow night. Mega Millions tonight, right? Powerball tomorrow night. Good luck on that $800 million, and that'll be drawn right near the end of the Michigan-Michigan State game because they don't kick till 745. In other rivalries, the race for governor, Gretchen Whitmer versus Tudor Dixon. Tudor Dixon appeared once again yesterday on the Tucker Carlson show on Fox. I have to say, it's not really an interview. He just lets her give a little talk, a little stump talk, and there really isn't any follow-up questions. If you're curious, it sounded like this. 
Thank you. I think I'm tied with her because our message is better. You heard her saying that she didn't do the things that she did. She came out and she said schools were locked down for three months in the state of Michigan. They were locked down for two years. In fact, universities were locked down for almost two years. And I think she lost a lot of those young people that said, wait a minute, we paid for school. We weren't even on campus. We exposed our lies and we've exposed the fact that she's been terrible for the state. This is not four years. She's been in government for 20 years. She has said she's riding with Biden. We know that from her energy policy. She's crushed the energy system in the state of Michigan. She's also has a, a rise in crime that you would not believe. We are top 10 in crime in the nation. We are bottom 10 in education. There is nothing she can come back and say, I did this and it was great. She couldn't say it in the debate because there is nothing. She can't say it now. She's now coming out and trying to attack me as an extremist because I am, I don't know, against kids get, being forced to get the vaccine. And guess what? I absolutely am. She says books aren't dangerous and refuses to answer to the parents in the state of Michigan who are saying, we want to go back to the basics of reading, writing, and math. And they want that because our test scores just came back and they're so horrendous. We went down twice as many points as any other state in the nation. Our kids are suffering from illiteracy and she doesn't care. She still says, I'm the governor for students. We have a better message. We have a plan to get the kids back on track. We have a plan to bring business to the state. We have a plan to actually support the police instead of talking about supporting the spirit of defunding the police. And we can do it all with a lot less money than Gretchen Whitmer. Although her allies are coming into the state, they're just pouring money into her account. We could use your help. Go to TudorDixon.com because we need to go up against her. She's even bringing Barack Obama in, which means she's trying to get her base out. Yeah. She's getting death threats, surrounded by taxpayer-funded bodyguards as people actually die in huge numbers throughout her state. I got death threats. Okay, she's the victim. Tudor Dixon, may you win. We're rooting for you. Thank you so much. That was one long answer, but she sure has the messaging down. Boom, 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 boom. All of it right there in a big old sandwich. The other person who's got... Oh, and by the way, when she mentioned energy... Uh, that was interesting, uh, considering Line 5, the pipeline that the governor's been trying to shut down since the day she got into office, and they're going to build the Great Lakes Tunnel. They're going to put it 100 feet below in the bedrock, spend all their own money, $500 million to do it. And Ryan Duffy uh, from Enbridge Energy said there's a high level of public support for the new project. They even poll on that. Yeah, we do some polling every once in a while uh, in Michigan to get an idea of what people are thinking about it. And we found in the latest polling we did that 73% of people in the state support the tunnel project. And we found more than half support Line 5 continuing to operate as the tunnel's built. Uh, so that's polling done across regions, uh, crosses party lines. We have majority agreement in Michigan. Uh, so we know there's support for the tunnel. We know most people want to see it happen as soon as possible. That's encouraging for us and our team, and we're staying focused on the project. Uh, and in the meantime, of course, we're operating Line 5 safely. We have our safety measures in place at the Straits. We're monitoring ship traffic 24-7 there. And so those safety measures at the Straits are working well. Ryan Duffy from Enbridge Energy. That all came up at the debate this week, Tuesday night, which was at Oakland University in Rochester, where leaders don't just meet expectations, they shatter them. Discover your inner leader at Oakland University. Learn more at oakland.edu slash 
future students. Coming up in a couple of minutes, John Selleck will join us, uh, the founder and CEO of Michigan political consulting firm Harbor Strategic Public Affairs. And we're going to talk about some of the language used in this election. For instance, an email, Congressman Fred Upton even sort of chuckled at it, uh, that came from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi looking for money, saying that the democracy is on the brink of destruction. He said, well, the sun's going to come up. But uh, in Arizona, the Republican running for governor there, Carrie, Carrie Lake, um, she, she was talking about language used against her that seemed quite incendiary, and she had a rock-solid answer for it. We're already seeing it, a frenzy from the fake news. Every day I wake up, and I, I just, just for the heck of it, I check to see what the headlines reach. One of them was the most dangerous politician in the world, and they had my picture, and I'm thinking, I'm just a mama bear who's fed up with what's happening, and I want to protect my kids. Does that make me dangerous? I guess it's like, I guess it's like when they call the moms and dads who showed up, when they, they, they called us domestic terrorists, right? I guess we're dangerous to their plan if their plan is to poison our children's mind, if their plan is to close our churches down, if their plan is to shut our businesses down, force a shot on us against our will. I guess we're dangerous because we're going to fight back for our freedoms. We're going to fight back for our rights. I'm so found yourself coming out for, to talk politics. I'm the same way I wouldn't have three years ago. But what I'm seeing is that we are activated as a state and as a people. We realize that that famous quote from, uh, from Benjamin Franklin when he was 81 years old. What doesn't that tell you as long as God has you on this earth, there, he's got a mission for you? Benjamin Franklin at the age of 81, when a woman asked him, what kind of government have you given us? You know that quote? He said, a republic, if you can keep it. Mm. So, you know, there's rhetoric on both sides. You get plenty of it this weekend as uh, former President Barack Obama comes to Detroit on, is it today or? Yeah, no, tomorrow, Renaissance High School. And then Bernie Sanders is in Ann Arbor. I wonder if he'll stick around for the football game. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard is here with Tudor Dixon in Farmington this weekend, too, as the flurry goes on. MERS News points out that uh, Michigan reelects governors 78% of the time. We'll have more on that later. As politics is our family business in medias virtus, the truth is in the middle. Speaking of the truth, you might get more of it now on Twitter. Elon Musk is the official owner, and he said he's going to try to help humanity by giving everyone a common digital town square. And people are worried that there won't be too many restrictions on the site because they want to control the messaging. And I think he wants to open it up a bit. So we'll see. Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, says she doesn't see any signs of a recession coming. And then someone took the blindfold off of her. President Biden's going to send out student loan forgiveness checks in the next two weeks, despite what the court says. See what happens, but watch your mailbox. Blaze a trail to big prizes at Firekeepers. It's the 170,000 Ram and Can-Am giveaway on Saturday, October 29th. You could win a Can-Am side-by-side, a Ram Tradesman, a Ram Bighorn, and more. Earn entries daily and join us on October 29th. At 2 p.m., we're giving away a Can-Am side-by-side and trailer. At 4 p.m., two players each win 5,000 in red-hot credits. At 6 p.m., one winner will rev up a 2022 Ram Tradesman. And at 8 p.m., two players each win 10,000 in red-hot credits. 
Then at 10 p.m., it's the grand prize drawing for a brand-new Ram Bighorn plus a Can-Am side-by-side and trailer. Don't miss the Ram and Can-Am giveaway on October 29th. The best giveaways, the biggest guaranteed prizes only at Firekeepers. Get your Vegas on at Firekeepers Casino Hotel, I-94 to exit 104 in Battle Creek. Management reserves all rights. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers' four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn-out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Medawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. Gay says he lost $2 billion in a single day over his recent anti-Semitic remarks. Major clothing and fashion companies have been cutting their business ties with the rapper since he began making the statements on social media. The man formerly known as Kanye West was kicked off Instagram about three weeks ago for hate speech, but returned Wednesday with a post aimed at Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel, who had urged companies to cease doing business with him. The post said, I lost $2 billion in one day and I'm still alive. He added, the money is not who I am, the people people is who I am. Dolly Parton says she's done with touring. Ahead of her Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction next week, she spoke with Polster and cited her age and husband as reasons why she doesn't think she'll be doing it again. She's not done performing, though, adding she'll most likely still play the occasional special show or festival. She also told the outlet she's planning to record a rock album with what she hopes is a star-studded list of collaborators. She revealed she's reached out to fellow legends like Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, and Stevie Nicks to work with her. Comedian Chris Redd is recovering after being attacked outside of a comedy club. The 37-year-old SNL alumnus was getting out of a vehicle by the comedy cellar in New York City's Greenwich Village when a man punched him in the face and ran off. Redd suffered a bloody nose. Man, don't put me into this mess. That's entertainment. Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. from the House of Cards with Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan. If you listen to the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, we're sitting on a House of Cards. Why do I say that? Well, I talked with Congressman Fred Upton, and I just received an email the same day. It's a fundraiser, and it's a Nancy Pelosi supposedly saying that we're one point from rescuing democracy from the brink of destruction. And uh, so I guess they want money to stop the brink of destruction from happening to the democracy. Uh, He said, well, you know, the sun is going to rise tomorrow and there might be some storm clouds, but it's going to be okay." And you heard uh, the candidate for governor in Arizona just a few minutes ago, Kari Lake, saying they call her the most dangerous politician in America. Dangerous destruction. 
John Selleck, Harbor Strategic Public Affairs, is on our AT&T line, a political consulting firm here in Michigan. He's the founder and CEO, and he's on our radio stage right now. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I'm glad that when you think of destruction and terribleness, you you call me, Michael Patrick. Yes, well, I mean, (laughs) you've got to save America somehow because it's all falling apart. Around Only us. we can do it, Michael Patrick. If we don't act now, America will fall apart. Oh, let me send $5. Do you think that'll do the trick? <laughs> Hopefully it'll make you feel like you do, so you do it again and again and again. Here's some other ones, too, that I find interesting. Uh, Dana Nessel, her campaign, uh, it says Dana Nessel, the people's lawyer, and there's a big logo on the top. I'm not sure what that is in the logo. Is it like a sword mixed in there, and it looks like a dinosaur? I don't know what those things are, flowers maybe. But anyway, here's how it starts. I don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to get straight to it. (laughs) Like, wow. (laughs) All right. And then she talked about Republicans investing money, you know, blah, blah, blah. But what an opening line. I don't have a lot of time, so give me your money. (laughs) At least they're being honest on that one. The other one that shocked me, too, it shouldn't shock me because maybe this has been going on forever, but John James, okay, combat veteran, right? running for election. Here comes an email from his campaign. It starts out, I'm begging. And then he goes on to say, you know, as somebody who served in the military, it's hard for me to ask for help. But isn't it a little bit or even a lot demeaning for any candidate, whether you served in the military or not, to have a campaign email go out that says, I'm begging? Well, there's a reason they do this, Michael Patrick, and the shortest answer is it's because it works. Really? Um, the, goal of, the goal of all these emails is simply to raise money, and digital fundraisers are as ruthless as Frank Underwood on House of Cards. They will, <laughs> push any, <laughs> they will push any button. They will pull any string. And frankly, every time we get one of these emails, we're part of a, a massive psychological experiment to see how people respond to things, and they're tracking who clicks on what. Uh, and they're actually even testing multiple versions of the same message. And where, whenever they get the most responses, say from somebody like Michael Patrick Shields, they'll then take the data that they have about you and extrapolate it out to thousands or millions of other people who have similar data to you and send them that email because they know that you managed to click on it. And strangely enough, I think they find a, a lot of people who they want that content, they want to click on it, and they want to be part of something and the digital fundraisers are ruthless because they're playing on your emotions to get you to feel like you're part of something. When you're the candidate, in the case of John James, I know this calls for speculation, but do you think they go to him and say, all right, we're going to send this one out. It says I'm begging on the top. Are you good with that? (laughs) I think the candidates don't want to know what their digital fundraisers are doing. (laughs) Maybe not. So it isn't like a commercial where they say, I'm John James and I approve of this message. It's, It's not necessarily like that. Well, you know what's so much different about email? It's strange. Um, email is probably by far the oldest tool in the digital um, playbook. And it seems like a lot of people think it's boring, I'm sick of it. But it's the most personal. It's more personal even than when we're on social media and we can swipe, swipe or click. It's in your private inbox. And it's kind of like you're having a more private conversation. And things are set in a way that they would never be, at least today, set on television. Now, I think that we're seeing kind of a hint at what's to come in the future of more uh, – broadcast uh, level uh, advertising by what they're doing here. Um, But they're ruthless because they're sending out thousands of emails and they're willing to settle for a 1% response rate on the finances. Mm. But they're going to be able to send them out over and over again because they're just not very expensive. And the bottom line is they're looking for the money 
uh, and the bottom line is, like I said, that it works. Um, I've got a list of uh, subject lines here. I, I follow a lot of emails all around the country to kind of keep on the, the edge of what's going on. You know, and John Fetterman sent one that said, screw it. Um, you know, Blake Masters sent one that said, I'll stop at nothing. Uh, there's a lot from the parties that say, hey, you didn't vote, uh, even though we're not to Election Day yet. Um, I saw a scary one that said, I'm suffocating. I need help from a candidate. Mm. I mean, they're literally uh, willing to get to any point to get you to click. And believe it or not, whatever list you're on, they think those are the things that you'll respond to, and someone else will get something slightly different. That personal thing you mentioned is funny, too, because it, it appears that it's coming straight from the person, and it's not. And that's kind of misleading to me, you know, to think, oh, wow, uh, um, Dr. Oz is sending a message right to me. He wants me to register for this thing, and I might be able to have lunch with him or something. You know, there's all, sometimes there's a cherry in there, too. Um, <clears throat> the one that I found just most distasteful in the last four years or so was when there was news on a Friday that the governor, that there was a kidnapping plot that was foiled against her. And within hours came emails from her reelection campaign and the Democrats in Michigan saying the governor was under threat. Show your support, you know, by sending $5. It seemed to me like, hmm, hmm. Was this a because we all had sympathy when the news came, like, oh my of god, course. that's horrible. But then right. the next thing you know is they want to make some money from it, and you're like, did they round up the usual suspects for this, or was this real? <laughs> well, if you put yourself in the shoes of an email marketer, you're sitting at your office, and every day you were under pressure to come up with some kind of gimmick uh, to send out a new email and get a response, not just an open of the email and not just a click on the email, but actually to follow through and make a contribution. Uh, they have a whole bag of tricks of things they use in boring times that we talked about earlier. Some, you know, like I, there was one that said, what's Donald Trump's middle name? Some people are going to click on that because it sounds interesting or like it's trivia. But they certainly are going to follow what's already out on the news waves. It's way easier to jump on a train that's already moving than then to try to create one yourself. And so they use these everyday events that are going on. They're either echoing advertising that's going on or they're Didn't it create doubt, though? John Selleck, Harbor Strategic Public Affairs. He didn't waste any time. After having been Twitter's new owner for about an hour, Elon Musk fired several top executives. The billionaire has previously said he plans to cut around 75% of the company's staff after taking ownership, and it seemed he spared no time in doing so. The same night that he acquired the company, Musk fired the CEO and CFO, along with other top executives. He told reporters he's buying Twitter to try and help humanity by giving everyone a common digital town square. Musk has faced criticism for saying he would unban former President Trump's account and would loosen restrictions on what's allowed on the site. And California's first-in-the-nation earthquake warning app alerted West Coast users before this week's quake actually hit. Over 2 million Californians received a notification before the shaking started with the 5.1-magnitude quake on Tuesday. Governor Newsom says advanced alerts from the MyShake app provided up to 19 seconds for Californians to take protective action during the earthquake. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Former Governor John Engler. Conventional wisdom, although we haven't really heard much about it, is that you have been prepping Tudor Dixon for these debates. Is that true? Well, not really. I mean, she's, I've helped a little bit, but obviously some historic experience and familiarity with a lot of the different Michigan issues. But Tudor Dixon is very much a quick study and has impressed me. She is a superb candidate. 
There was a preliminary hearing yesterday in Grand Rapids. Police officer Christopher Schur, you will recall that he had to shoot and kill Patrick Leoya during a traffic stop in April when there was a scuffle when Leoya wouldn't um, stop running and fighting and they were fighting over the taser. And some people have said it was an execution-style shooting when the officer shot him in the back of the head and there were some witnesses. And as I understand it, this preliminary hearing is to decide whether there's enough evidence to send Schur to trial. And that trial could send him to jail for life. And so the judge will decide, is there enough evidence of what went on during that traffic stop? And uh, you remember that Leoya got out of the car and Schur said, stay in the car. And then he ran, then he chased him. And there's, you know, video from the officer's camera of him saying, stop resisting. But he wouldn't stop resisting. And it ended up in a shooting. So one of the witnesses yesterday, Wayne Butler is his name, he lived on that street and he saw what happened. And he said the officer had the upper hand and he was trying to stop it from escalating, but he made the wrong decision to pull the gun out. And Wayne Butler, the witness, said of Leoya, Patrick was always in motion of getting away, like a runaway slave, is the way he put it. Uh, then he said, I don't mean it like that. He was just trying to get away from what I saw. But to insert that line like a runaway slave is really uncomfortable. I don't know why he had to say that. Did the officer have physical control all the time? Butler said you could tell he was getting worn out. The officer was getting tired. And um, so when you watch the video, you see him saying, stop resisting. And that the officer was out of breath. They wrestled for 60 seconds and then the taser got loose. And then the um, fatal shooting happened. So the judge, again, they're going to hear more testimony today. And then he'll have to decide whether it goes to trial or not. But um, that's what's happening in Grand Rapids where we're heard on WTKG. It's MPS all across Michigan. Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Nearly 14 million Americans have cast their early ballots in 44 states ahead of next week's midterm elections. As of yesterday, Florida voters have cast the most early ballots with 1.9 million already voting. A group of House Republicans is looking into what it calls a potential misuse of the nation's strategic oil reserves by President Biden. Thirteen GOP members sent a letter to the Energy Department requesting documents about releases from the reserve that were aimed at bringing down high gas prices. In a statement made public on Thursday, the Energy Department said the administration was using the oil stockpile as it was intended. A deputy with the Philadelphia Sheriff's Office is being charged for trafficking and selling guns. 29-year-old Samir Ahmad was taken into custody on October 19th by federal agents. Danny Freeman with more. In a statement, U.S. Attorney Jacqueline Romero said in part, as alleged, Samir Ahmad abused his authority to the greatest extent possible as a sworn law enforcement officer. Court documents say two of the firearms Ahmad sold to an FBI informant on October 13th are believed to have been used in a deadly ambush shooting after a football scrimmage at Roxborough High School in North Philadelphia two weeks earlier. Residents of a Miami Beach building on the same street where the Surfside condo collapse happened, killing nearly 100 people, were forced to get out. The structure deemed unsafe. 
Natalie Rodriguez reports. The Port Royal condominium residents had until 7 o'clock last night to get out with whatever they could grab. One of the residents, Marsh Markaj, says he works in construction and noticed problems in the building two years ago and raised concerns. We will not have a future here. It's better not to have a future than everybody dying. The 14-story buildings in the process of undergoing a 50-year recertification. Engineers say it could take 10 days for reinforcement to be installed in the Port Royal's garage to support a damaged beam. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. A new sleep study says adults 50 and up risk developing multiple chronic diseases if they don't get enough sleep. That's according to a long-term British study of 8,000 people. The diseases tracked include heart disease, Parkinson's, chronic kidney disease, and dementia. The study showed that people who got five hours or less of sleep at night had a 30% higher risk of chronic diseases than those who got seven hours or more. While binge drinking in Iowa remains higher than in other states, according to the October report from the Iowa Governor's Office, America's Health Rankings report that Iowa is ranked second for excessive drinking after Wisconsin. North Dakota is third. The report also says that on average, Midwesterners drink more than people in other parts of the country. Minnesota and Nebraska also suffer from high rates of excessive drinking. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. I wonder if the communication directors of the Michigan and Michigan State team or any Big Ten teams ever got in a fight in the tunnel because maybe they had to go in there too. Bruce Mate, who was with the Michigan Athletic Department and really still always will be forever, decades. Now he's in crisis management and media PR. He's on our AT&T line right now, having known all the greats from Schembechler to Carr to Moeller, you name it, all the way up till right now to Jim Harbaugh, and he's with us right now. He also spends a lot of time in the broadcast booth. Are you still up there for the radio and TV broadcast, Bruce? Yeah, I'm still doing the stats for uh, John and uh, Doug, so it's kind of fun. How are they doing? They're doing a pretty good job. You know, the first uh, game that uh, Doug did, I think the, you know, the big problem he had was probably he was just trying to get the game. The game wasn't really one of the great games, as you know, the early games are kind of one-sided. And I don't think he got as excited as people wanted him to get. So he's been kind of working on that. And, you know, just trying to make sure that he has the uh, ability to do, uh, you know, to keep the game interesting. uh, Because, as you well know, you have to keep the game interesting and keep everybody interested when you're on radio or on any media site to to keep them locked in. So, no, he's done a really good job. It's a delicate balance because you don't want to seem artificially hyped up, right? Uh, but exactly. at the same time, there's a presentation element to it. Exactly. It's really not any different than the job that you have, where you want to keep it uh, going, but you can't go over the top. And I think Doug's doing a good job with that. And John, as an analyst, I think has done a very good job. John really gets down. He he does a lot of work getting into the games, and that's pretty good. You know, and everybody has a different set. I mean, you know, so when... You know, Doug is not going to be a Jim Branstad or as a play-by-play guy or a Frank Beckman or a Bob Eufer. Um, You know, he's going to he's got to be himself, and uh, he's been able to prove over the years that he's pretty good on radio and he's really good. Uh, you know, doing um, the play-by-play, I think. Hmm. And the same thing with John. You know, everybody has to kind of take what they do best and put it out there. And I think both of those guys are doing a good job with it. 
Do you ever listen to uh, George Blaha on the other side? Oh, of the I, yeah, yeah, I listen to George a lot. I like George. George is a is a friend. Uh, you know, it's always been fun. I've always enjoyed being with George. Uh, you know, we make sure that uh, whenever I get a chance, you know, um, we get together uh, as we possibly can. And he, you know what, George is a pro. Let's put it this way: he is an absolute pro. And you know, um, I, I think you know when Michigan isn't playing and. I'm in the car and stay not on TV. I'll, I'll turn on George, but um, you know, but I hear George more with piston basketball. <laughs> so. I think it was after the Penn State game. The uh, network television reporter said, "Well, Coach Harbaugh didn't want to talk. He ran into the uh, tunnel. He said, you know, he's happy with the game, and so she got to speak to the running backs, lightning and lightning there instead." And mm-hmm. I, I wonder, like, is that awkward? Does Jim Harbaugh do that in, on purpose so that the players will get the spotlight? Because it sure was fun to watch those two kids. I call them kids. But they were so full of joy, and they were so supportive of each other. And it it felt like they took us to a college campus for a minute, which is what these games are really supposed to be, not, well, you know, it, NFL preseason. Well, it's, it's kind of funny because what you had mentioned, because I know Jim has taken some uh, heat from some of the uh, – TV people for not wanting to do the post game uh, mm-hmm. interviews, but honestly, he, he, Jim Jim wants the players, and if you'll notice when he does it, he always brings a player, wants one question, and gets out of there so the players can take the, the piece. Mm-hmm. The different thing about Jim is that Jim, you know, and I, I it's kind of kind of interesting because I think it's probably uh, a, um, a good way to do things that, these days. Is before you know the coaches really never wanted the players to play. I mean, I'm sorry, to talk. I never wanted to talk. Right? Yeah. They, yeah, they never really wanted to, you know, Bo would, you know, we had to make sure that we couldn't talk on this day and that day and this day. And after the game, you know, you'd, you'd really, you know, Bo would, and Lloyd and, and and Mo, for that matter, would always want to know, and Rich, even though it's what players you're going to bring in. Jim never asked that question of Dave Adlock. Um, Jim, Jim let uh, Dave bring the players in, and he wants the players to, you know, once you get out there and you start talking, I think it also helps. You know, and I, I used to tell this to Bo, and you know, he'd listen to me sometimes, and you know, Lloyd <laughs> listen to me sometimes. But I always said, you know, if you take the players and let them get out there and talk, not only do you uh, uh, allow the people to hear the players and, and appreciate them, I think you also give the players an opportunity to grow. Because uh, uh, nowadays everything everything is out there, and uh, I think you you grow up very very quickly uh, once you start getting out there and talking to the media and seeing how indeed you're going to have to answer these questions. And I think it helps you grow up, and I think it helps you grow personally too. If uh, Penn State couldn't handle the Lloyd Car Tunnel, then the Spartans and the Wolverines, if they're smashed in there together, that sure is a recipe. But why, after all these years of that tunnel existing, is there so much attention being paid to it now? Uh, because uh, I think number one, it these stories get uh, out there in in different modes uh, because of uh, the way we have twenty four seven sports coverage. One, uh, number two, I think that the social media, and three, I think certain coaches try to deflect uh, issues that you know possibly might be hitting their teams. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I, I've been, I, I know the tunnel has, uh, you know, always been tight with players and I know there's a lot of, you know, John back and forth and it's gone on, I think, you know, forever. Um, but, um, you know, I, I just think that 
you know, when you take a look at it, it's 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 just something that I think uh, the coach wanted to. You know, he had a, a bad game, and when he's taking a look at trying to create a story, um, his winning record against uh, top major teams is not good. And, you know, he keeps saying that's the step he's going to make, and that's the step that Penn State has to make. And I honestly think he's doing that to, to kind of distract a little bit. And, you know, the other thing is he was probably t- he was probably ticked off. I mean, let's face it, because he got, you know, I mean, Michigan really manhandled them. And if it wasn't for, you know, the couple of breaks in the first quarter half, I don't think they, you know, they really weren't in the game. They couldn't move it. They were one of the best offensive, uh, you know, uh, teams uh, on the ground going into that game, and they were stymied. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of frustration comes in with that type of stuff. Um, and I think sometimes uh, people use it to distract, you know, from oh. other situations. With so. it being a night game, do you think the Sparties roll in Saturday rather than coming Friday night? I don't know what they're doing. We used to go, we we would do it a couple of different ways. Um, you know, um, we would, uh, I mean, years ago, Bo used to stay in Jackson. Um, that was a long, long time ago. And then, of course, there were there were times when we had three thirty games where we stayed um, in in Ann Arbor and literally came from the campus in. So you know, our Jim, I think, has taken the team in there uh, to Lansing each day, each time the uh, the day before. But um, I, I do not know what Michigan State's going to do, and you know, and it's never. It doesn't mean it has to be what has ever been done in the past either. So. You know, we'll see. It's 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 interesting. Um, I'm I I'm one of those old uh, traditionalists, and you know, I and I don't like you know I don't like night games uh, in, in, at Michigan Stadium uh, that are uh, let's put it this way late in the year. Um, and you know, I don't mind them early in the year, like when we hit the Notre Dame game, because the weather's good. But you know, it gets cool. We're going to be fortunate with good weather, though. Um, which which is nice. So as long as we're fortunate with good weather, that'll work out pretty well. It'll be a dark blue sky after the May's sun sets over the west of Ann Arbor. And Paul Long Asparty's in the studio rolling his eyes. Go green, go white. It's MPS. Thank you, Bruce Made. All across Michigan. More politics next. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. Michael Patrick Shields here in like a jolly pumpkin. I'm rolling into Dusty Cellar for my October 6 for 66. 
Then I'll go in the wine bar and tap room. I always do that because I'm always looking for Matt Rhodes, and I have found him. Here he is. Matt, how about an update on the October 6th for 66 Wine Club? Thanks, Michael. This month, as a thank you to all of our loyal Wine Club customers and anyone who would like to join the club, we're offering 7 for 66 for the month of October. Seven bottles of wine for $66. That sounds like a good idea on my account. Better than the stock market. How does it work? Yep, pick up a club pack of all red, white, a mix, Chardonnay or Cabernet, and then as your bonus bottle, pick from the same. Don't even with my fuzzy math, it works in my favor. So I'm going to get seven bottles for $66, the club pack, and have some dinner at the wine bar and go over to the tap room, too. I'll lift a glass to that. Cheers, Matt. Join me and join the club at Dusty Cellar on Grand River in Okemos and online at DustyCellar.com. Cheers, Michael Patrick. 